around the world logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com good morning to everyone listening online on johnoradio.com and of course good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse gotta say good morning to my co-mods thank you so much for being here with me it is wednesday october 26 we're almost at the close of october it is Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. And today we're crushing on the ladies. Some 
of the ladies of dance off all right we opened up with cecile without you thank you so much for joining me for coffee and toe world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views you can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. At least 26 injured in magnitude 6.4 earthquake in the Philippines. Putin is using ethnic minorities to fight in Ukraine. Iran blacklists EU officials entities for inciting terrorism. What happened at the PMQs? In news out of North America, indigenous child compensation deal falls short at the Canadian Tribunal. Quebec sovereignists urge Canada to cut ties to Britain monarchy. U.S. school shooter armed with rifle 600 rounds, police say. Beyond the U.S. midterms, the Swiss answer to congressional gridlock and an airport in California to allow non-travelers to greet their loved ones at the gate or spend more time with them before departure. If memory serves me well, that used to happen before. I'm here for that. In the Latin American corner, prominent Haitian journalist survives assassination attempt. Business and tech news, Yeezy without the Yee, who is new soul owner how to travel the world and make money at the same time i need to look into that one sports news russian court upholds britney griner's nine-year sentence california teacher arrested for allegedly hiding missing teen for nearly two years that's in the believe it or not news in entertainment news marlon wayans shares his thoughts on how white chicks would hold up today if a joke is going to get me cancelled thank you for doing me that favor in the caribbean corner oecs backs continued push for self-determination on bvi helper applies to pr twice and made to wait many years then wins the case tourism minister says tackling crime is everybody's responsibility and jamaicans again excluded from the u.s green card lottery we're gonna have the details of these stories and more coming up right after this one courtesy of jada kingdom hope you're ready to have a good day i know i am I cannot remember me did one about up. I made it daily, this is something you're ready for But like a temper man, you're different than a regular I would it daily say my love money Look ya baby, if me tell you say you are my first love, would you believe? May I forgive you to your car, you saved me from the streets But life will be without you, can't begin to imagine All if you make me doubt you, me just feel me, I gon' love you same way Let's get married, done with the play dates Next ten years, do I with the same place? Now I sell you out, this type of love, no exchange Respect you to the fullest, now I'm make you feel no way My heart I yearn, but you already know that 
Fight for you like the Navy, I'm a little soldier You give me everything, my one boy, you never hold back Come and come fall in love again Baby, yeah, yeah. it is obvious, you know I'm in love with you, girl Heart's been racing, I've been waiting just to see you Baby, it is obvious, you know that I'm in love with you, girl Heart's been racing, I've been waiting just to see you All the ex, the mafia exodus You captain in charge, I'm off to catch your bus Man up, let her go You have my mind on me, yard, me have to make you know I close my eyes so I can see you in the darkness Would you love me still, baby, girl, regardless Third eye open so I can see all the darkness Cause baby, it is obvious, you know That I'm in love with you, girl Heart speed racing, I've been waiting just to see you Baby, it is obvious, you know That I'm in love with you, girl Heart speed racing, I've been waiting just to see you Just to see you, see you, boo boo uh, Keep my eyes closed just to feel you, darling I keep my heart vulnerable Baby, it is unimaginable The feelings I feel for you It's euphoria Feelings cast for it cause it is obvious I'm in love Heart speed racing, I've been waiting Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. And thank you everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. I'm Moments with me. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening online and want to be able to share your views, your thoughts, please join us on Clubhouse. Download the Clubhouse app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Coming up right after this one with Diani and Jada Kingdom, we're going to get into the details and we are starting off with international news. Keep it locked. At least 26 injured in magnitude 6.4 earthquake in the Philippines. The story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. At least 26 people were injured by a magnitude 6.4 earthquake that rocked the northern Philippines, forcing the closure of an international airport, sending panicked residents into the streets and causing substantial damage to a hospital. The earthquake, which struck at about 10.59 p.m. on Tuesday near the upland town of Dolores, was felt as far away as the capital, Manila, more than 205 miles to the south. Police and civil aviation officials said that at least 26 people were injured um, in the home province of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr., where the international airport in the capital city was ordered to close temporarily due to damage from the earthquake. And we're hoping everyone will be okay. But if I remember well, um, as a child, because Jamaica sits on a fault line, right? Um, and we were taught that in an earthquake, the last thing you want to do is to run out into the street because God forbid the earth cracks open and you fall in, which has happened um, before. 
Uh, I think you're supposed to, if I, if memory serves me well, you're supposed to go under a door jam or I can't remember. I need to look it up. Safest places. <laughs> um, but I do remember being taught that um, in school. Yeah. To go, and I'm typing here, so bear with me, during an earthquake. So let's see what it says. I think you're right. Yeah. It's a door jam under a table, anywhere secure, something heavy, or something to block it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you are outdoors, yep, you're right. So we, we, we're right, Sinet. It's door jam under a table, um, under something secure, right? You're absolutely correct. If you're outside, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're outside. Just stay away from windows and sharp objects. Yeah. Just like a tornado, I think. And uh, yes, 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 yes. And hold on to something um, that is stable, right? Okay, so if you are outdoors, do not seek shelter inside. Instead, move to an open space you can find. Remember to move away from buildings, street lights, and wires. Once in the open, stay where you are until the shaking stops. If you are in a moving vehicle, do not stop right away if vehicles are still moving around you. Pull over to the roadside and stop as quickly as safety permits and stay in the car. It is not good to stop under buildings, big trees, or overpass locations. Yeah. So, anyone listening who may live on a fault line, live in a country where earthquakes are... um. Often, I know California in San Francisco. Yeah. Do you have earthquakes in San Francisco, Sonette? We had one yesterday. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was around noon. So the one in the Philippines probably um, had the reaction to the one. I mean, caused the one in California, um, in San Jose. Yeah, yeah, it was just south of us in San Francisco, and people were talking about. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? We were driving, so we didn't feel it. Um, it was about 12.01, I think they said it hit San Francisco or San Jose. Which but it would, was a 5.1. Yeah, which would be about right around that time. Because, of course, we know that the ripple effects, right? It travels under the seabed. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Um, oh, yeah. We're good. The it, it happens a lot here. Yes. The building <laughs> you, you live in. The, <laughs> the building you live in, Sunet, did they make it with um, where it's able to sway? in an earthquake it must they must have um they have seismic regulations all over the city okay, and state of, of california so um, i'm pretty sure and this, these were built here no well, of course they were built here they were built in 69 so the regulations are probably um are probably input you know if i looked at my documents i'm sure it says something about the seismic um re retrofitting or whatever right, right there's a whole policy about that here yeah that's so important um, I know that was one thing my dad insisted on any building he put up. It had to have that in it where it could move back in Jamaica. I felt two tremors in my past in Jamaica. One I'll never forget. I was kneeling on the floor and you know, when you lean on the floor, and you're leaning on your bed and I was reading something 
And all of a sudden, the closet door just swung open. I was like, what the heck? And then I heard a rumbling sound. And I got up and I ran to my parents' room. And I was like, Mommy, did you feel that? And then her closets were flung open too. That was my first experience. The second time, I remember, I was working at my first banking job. The name was Century National Bank in Otrius. And I remember sitting on the chair. So when you enter the teller station i'm the first teller and i remember the brinks guys would come to drop off or pick up work or money right and normally there's the lead brinks guy every time he's passing me he would shake my chair so i was counting money and i felt the chair shaking i'm like okay what's up and i turn and i'm like hold on I don't see anybody and then the start the chair started to shake again and then you saw the chandelier in the banking hall shaking i was like okay that, that was my second experience yeah haven't had any more since um a little nervous a little nervous but weird enough i will take an earthquake over a tornado don't ask me why don't ask me why yeah Oh, so you felt one in New York. I had no idea that you experienced um, earthquakes in yeah, New York. Yeah, they do. Wow. I, was, I was surprised, and, and I think most people around were surprised. Um, it was before we moved out here. We were, um, I had just come back from the dentist. So I, had a, I think I had a root canal. And I'm in the house, and I'm like, I thought the, med the medication was wearing off because I got really dizzy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole place was shaking. And then I heard the, uh, we had some tall CD cases. So you, you think about it, it's that old when we had CDs. Yes. And the CD cases fell over. And I went out and I'm like, I live on the 16th floor of the building oh, in Brooklyn. Jesus. So that was really scary. Oh, wow. Um, but the CD cases fell over. I was inside for a little while. So I just had to pick them up and move to open the door. But I went out hallway and everyone's like what happened what happened but i mean this is brooklyn but yeah in here in san francisco i felt a couple but each time every, you know what happens an earthquake happens and you see all your friends on on facebook or whatever going did you feel that did you feel that i'm like nope i felt nothing wow. but i only felt one here and i felt and one in new york oh, wow. i keep missing them so it's like I keep missing them as though you want that experience, right? No, I mean, just I guess I don't I don't feel the vibrations. I vibrate when I walk, so I guess that's enough. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So that you have to be laughing this morning. Need the laugh though. Need the laugh. Um. All right. So hope every we hope there are no um, reports of death, um, connected with that earthquake. Our next story: Putin is using ethnic minorities to fight in Ukraine. And this is according to aljazeeranews.com. On October 14, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that his partial mobilization order was to conclude by the end of the month. In his words, 222,000 people had been drafted out of the target of 300,000 and there were no plans for further recruitment. When he declared the draft four weeks earlier, the chaotic mobilization process provoked nationwide protests and drew criticism from politicians and public figures close to the Kremlin, revealing tensions within the Russian political elite. Reports of men being rounded up highlighted the disproportionate impact the war 
has had on Russians from impoverished regions and ethnic minorities. According to data collected by Russian independent media, a number of areas with high minority populations have suffered the most casualties in the war. Meanwhile, Ukrainian media and authorities have accused ethnic minority Russian soldiers of carrying out war crimes in Ukraine. In May, the then Ukrainian Ombudsman for Human Rights said Shashens and Buryats were responsible for the war crimes in Bukha. After this statement, the Ukrainian media, media reports of atrocities um, released an investigation challenging the finding that units were deployed in Budka and were responsible for war crimes there. So how has the war affected minorities in Russia? Well, where minorities live, they have the highest death toll. Moscow, a region of 17 million, has fewer than 50 dead. Another region with a population of 980,000 people, they alone suffered the deaths of 364 people. They have been disproportionately hit hard. Did, you, you know, isn't that what usually happens, though, in a war? It's all, it goes from the bottom up, never the top down. Right? Yeah. You don't start at the top. They will never go into those areas, well-to-do areas, or those well-to-do um, communities or those who are elite and start there. No, you all, you got to start at the bottom, which is not right. It should be all across the board if you're going to um, recruit and round up. I hate the term round up. Sounds like you're dealing with cattle. Round up the people. Mm -mm. But um, yeah. Next up, Iran blacklists EU officials, entities for inciting terrorism. The Iranian government has blacklisted a number of European Union officials and organizations, mainly for their stance on the country's ongoing protests that Iran says amounts to inciting terrorism. While the bulk of the sanctions are related to recent developments concerning the weeks-long protests, and these protests erupted last month, after the death of a young woman in custody, others deal with Tehran's repeated grievances with the bloc's officials and member states over issues that have led to long-standing political disputes. The Iranian Foreign Ministry said on Wednesday it had imposed sanctions on 12 individuals and 8 organizations for their intentional actions in supporting terrorism and terrorist groups inciting terrorism and propagating violence and hatred that has led to riots, violence, terrorist acts, and violation of human rights of the Iranian nation. The sanctions entail an entry and visa ban for the individuals in addition to the confiscation of any assets they may have in Iran. The targeted entities include the Friends of Free Iran and the International Committee in Search of Justice, two informal groups in the European Parliament, in addition to Stop the Bomb, an organization that has advocated sanctions on Iran 
with the stated goal of preventing it from acquiring nuclear weapons, which Tehran maintains it will never seek. The Persian language services of Germany's Deutsche Welle and France's RFI were also targeted, extending Iran's push against foreign-based channels that it says are promoting terrorism on Iranian soil. Two directors of the German newspaper Bild were also blacklisted. Okay, you know what? There are problems. I've got enough on my own right now. <laughs> we have enough to deal with on this side of the world. So, Sanak, 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 so Starmer, I think that's the correct pronunciation, accuses Sanak of grubby Braverman deal at PMQs. So, just a summary. Let, let's sum this up. New Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak has faced Labour leader Keir Starmer and other MPs at Prime Minister's questions. Starmer pressed him on the reappointment of Suella Braverman as Home Secretary just six days after she resigned over data breaches, saying he made a grubby deal with her. Sunak responded that Braverman made an error of judgment, has apologized, and he's delighted to have her back in cabinet. The pair also clashed over Sunak's stated commitment to helping the most vulnerable, with Starmer questioning it. But Sunak says that he is honest about mistakes and economic difficulties while accusing the Labour leader of selling fairy tales. It comes after the government delayed announcing its plan to repair the UK's finances until November 17. Chancellor Jeremy Hunt said the plan originally due on Monday would be upgraded to a fall-autumn statement calling the delay prudent. And what stands out to me, and it seems to be an issue, a global issue, when it comes to low income, poor, disenfranchised, the most vulnerable, that people have an issue when they are to be helped. Because here is Starmer having an issue with Sunak's commitment to helping the most vulnerable. Somebody please help me understand that. Why is it that those at the top always want to look down on people? want to keep them suppressed, want to continue to oppress them, feel that they don't need help, they don't deserve any kind of help. Someone explain that to me. And I'm not talking about those people who are just plain worthless, who don't want to do anything, who care to do nothing, who have a uh, mentality of, I'll just sit and live off the system. I'm not talking about those people. That's a whole different category. But I'm talking about people who need genuine help. The elderly, the sick, the homeless, those who are working but still can't make ends meet, struggling to pay utility bills as winter approaches. That's what I'm talking about. What? And it's the same issue we're facing here. In the U.S., whenever it comes to helping the less fortunate, 
everybody wants to step no 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 but if you tell them about tax breaks that will benefit them or dole outs that will benefit them or contracts that they can reap benefits from they're all in what's wrong with us as human beings You're hearing music, um, Rosolo? Anybody else hearing music? Please let me know if you're hearing music. No, I don't hear anything except your voice. Okay. Rosolo just sent me a text saying I have to turn the music down a little, but I'm not. There's no music playing. I don't know. All right, so... Um, we need to change the mentality of, you know, change our outlook and, and our mentality when it comes to the less fortunate. Well, now we're going to play some music. Um, here is Spice with Shaggy and Sean Paul. Them want to wind them ways. Tell them for our dinner, Early money low, she get it good from she rise But put it on so good and make she shake all she ties Smile upon her face, me know she pleased with this eye Come in around to make them jelly roll out them eyes Go down day, wine and go down day Go down day, wine and go down day Go down day, wine and go down day Go down day, Thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up right after this, we're going to have stories out of North America. Keep it locked. My time be wide up, let them know say that nobody can stop me shine Caribbean girl, they make up clean and refine Girl, just make them know that you are one of a kind I'm gonna do it like, I put it to the night I saw me do it like, one thing they tell you, man, and get me high Go down there, why not go down there Go down there, why not go down there Sit up on it with the blood, but your body's so muscular. You, 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 you feel the one drop, 
Muscle wine trap, set her together, dip on your head up. See, we get your pop on my motion, you really dead stock. While women under my spell, you got your chick in the headlock. Pierce full of gal, believe Rihanna, no day I am. Hanging out the ear, when your body do my skit on it. Girl with me, I look, anything else is a disconnect. Now stand up in a dance and I do nothing that look incorrect. Disrespect is set fire, burning them like a cigarette. Let me get back to my chick, show me bouncing, watch how she represent. Camera phones be filming, look, mommy, see, I ain't finished yet. We did you like we got a billion views on the internet. Yes, I saw me like it. Look on me body, on me whine it. On me catch it and I whine Submarine, like my man look fresh and clean, but spank like you have a M16. I'm just for this, I got this. Take my bitch up on the magazine. Wine into the music, boys, them like the way I do this. Have my bumper jumping up and down, look at it. Bust your iris, bust the rhymes, it's on the remix. Maybe I should say a refix. We so hot, we had to keep this bet. You can't believe for me this. <laughs> Wine pandy ready, man, I sit down pandy bait. My body writes on me, man, now for cheat. Phone take a picture, yeah, that you fit tweet. Tell them, yell them, wine, yeah, them cave. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today we are crushing on some of the ladies of Dancehall. To everyone listening online on JanoRadio.com, don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.qmzradio.com for quality music to get you through your day. You're live and listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Coming up right after this one from Stefan Don. It is details of stories out of North America. 
them a man get two shots. If them feel them a done get three shots. If them take me for the hot get four shots. It's a cop a shot. And it is time for us to get into the details. First up, Indigenous Child Compensation Deal Falls Short Canadian Tribunal. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. A human rights tribunal in Canada has rejected an agreement to compensate Indigenous children who faced discrimination in the welfare system, saying the government's plan did not meet all the requirements and could exclude some individuals affected by the policies. Canada announced in early January that it had reached a 40 billion Canadian dollar, which is 29 billion dollars, I guess in US, deal to reform the First Nations Child and Family Services Program and compensate indigenous children who were removed from their homes or who did not receive or faced delays in accessing services. A final settlement, which Canada said was the largest in its history, was unveiled this summer. But the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, in a decision dated October 24 but made public on Tuesday, cited concerns that the agreement could result in some children and caregivers being paid less. It also said the estates of deceased caregivers might not get compensation, while payment could be denied to children put in care not funded by Ottawa. The tribunal's rejection of the agreement is disappointing to many First Nations people, said Indigenous Services Minister Patty Haju, who noted the plan had been designed by First Nations people for First Nations people in a culturally specific way. The First Nations Child and Family Caring Society, a group that spearheaded a years-long battle to get Canada to compensate Indigenous children and their families for being unjustly forced into the welfare system, sorry, welcomed the tribunal's decision. It said the CHRT affirmed Canada's obligation to pay a minimum of 40,000 Canadian dollars in human rights compensation to all eligible victims of the government's child welfare policies. Canada's dramatic underfunding of child and family services contributed to thousands of unnecessary family separations between 2006 and 2022, the organization said in a statement. We believe the tribunal's decision is a step in the right direction towards reconciliation. Our expectation is that Canada immediately pays all financial reparations and supports owed to the victims who had suffered so greatly and waited so long. Here we go again. Another issue. This side of the world, right? Haven't they suffered enough? Now <laughs> they're finding ways to shortcut, to short pay rather, not shortcut, to short pay or not pay some people at all. Something is wrong with our moral fiber. Something is wrong with just following suit and doing the right thing. This is an agreed upon amount. Can we just give the people their money, please? 
and stop the foolishness. Canada, you're on their land anyway. By the way, did you all hear that speech from um, <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis? Did you all hear it? Miss, I, I'm, oh, I'm hoping I saved it. Please tell me I saved it. Um, oh, gosh. I have to go looking for it because I, I'm like, is this man for real? He said, because I don't want to misquote him. He deserves his respect, right? I really don't want to misquote him. But he made a comment to the effect that... <laughs> We need to stop teaching in schools that America is stolen land. <laughs> oh, that kind of goes with his theories. I mean, are you surprised? You're not surprised. We just happened to come here. This land was empty. It was just ready and ripe for people to prefer, you know, the Europeans to come and take it over. Let's come on. He's a European. Hello. Somebody should have swallowed him. I'm sorry. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. But the things they make you think. Um, I don't know where his headspace is at. I really don't understand him. I'm, I'm determined. I'm looking for it because I'm determined. I was in a state of shock. I saw it on Instagram. I was like, no, this can't be real. This cannot be real. This fool did not just say that. And this is who might be a possible candidate for the presidential run and who might, just might. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe. I thought I saved. Hold on. Did I save it on my? I probably saved it on my phone because I was in such a state of shock. I was like, hold on. No, you know something? Hold on a second. I think I know where it is. I think I reposted it to my... Let me see. Did I repost it? No, I did not. I thought I did. And I was like, what the heck? We need to stop. Wasn't he... Isn't he the one who pushed for the, the um, discontinuance of critical race theory? Yeah, but I think they, they keep mixing up what critical race theory is and who's being taught it. And he doesn't want to taught in school. He's the one who's, um, it's not don't act so tell. It's um, don't say gay. It's the same guy. This guy is just like, so, oh, he's so dumb. <laughs> I'm going to try to see. It's, <laughs> you don't teach it in, in junior high. You don't teach it in high school. You teach it in college. Just understand. People should not know that this is stolen land. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Dead ass. That's why I'm really surfing here because I really want to find it because I, I know I, I know I'm not deaf. Um and I know what I heard, and many people in the comments had the same um reaction that this guy can be for real. But I'm going to find it. When we go to the next music break, I'm going to find it. But yeah, let me keep it moving. Yeah, that, that was what he said. Um, <laughs> it was in his debate. Babe, I found it. You found it? I found it. Let me, um, let, me, let me click the link and post it. Hang on one second. Yes, I'm yes, doing it right yes, now. Yes, Con yes. Command C. Club deck. 
to the win. Cop deck for the win. Cop deck okay. for the win, right? Hopefully you can see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Command see, I know I'm not crazy. Okay, I haven't read it yet, but let's see. Hopefully it works. There's a post. Okay. okay. Oh. And it says, Ron DeSantis says, children shouldn't be taught that U.S. is built on stolen land. It isn't true. And um, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida said during a debate with Democratic challenger, Republican um, Charlie Crist, that it is, it's not true that the United States is built on stolen land. Mr. DeSantis claim came in the midst of a broader tirade against so-called critical race theory a catch-all term for education that deals with the, con- the country's history of racism, colonialism, and inequality. You have people that are teaching, and actually his, Mr. Chris, running mate, has said this in the past, that teaching in the United States was built on stolen land. Mr. DeSantis claimed that that's inappropriate for our students. It's not true. In fact, the United States was built, no, sorry, I see I don't pause like you, no, that's all right. You're okay, going. This You're is doing wrong. great. In fact, the United States was built on land violently seized from indigenous Americans by European settlers. The entirety of land was now known as the United as U.S. was inhabited by indigenous nations for centuries prior to the arrival of Europeans, who perpetrated what many experts considered a genocide against them. Period. Okay, we'll stop right there because this is what's happening in Canada right now and they're not supporting people. And obviously, we know this because we live here. And if anyone who lives in the United States is unaware of this, um, their history, take a breath, take a minute, Google, YouTube, read a book, listen to something. You see those native people that are here? Native. They were here first. I'm done speaking. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, Sonette. So I wasn't dreaming. No, ma'am. Obviously, this isn't print. It's, you, it's Yahoo News. No one loves Yahoo News. But is they quoting the, the debate happened, what, yesterday? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 So wait, Charlie Crist is back in the... Is, he's running for what? What is he running for? Governor? I don't even know. Don't know. Oh, God. He's... Yeah. But so, Chris wasn't great either, but I'm going to shut up. Yeah, he wasn't great either, but... Okay, look. So I found the... Programs, unfortunately. Here's the voice part at their race say okay you're white you're an oppressor if you're black you're oppressed and think about what that does to a six or seven year old kid that's wrong you're seeing that you have people that are teaching uh, and actually his running mate has said this in the past that teaching the united states was built on stolen land that is inappropriate for our schools it's not true uh and i'm happy <laughs> oh, so cute <laughs> what an idiot so Good morning. Can you can you hear me? Because I'm in the car. Yes, we Good can morning. hear you. We can hear you, Rosola. Good morning. So, um, unless I don't, re- I'm not remembering properly. The, the Santos family did they fly over here? Did they swim? I just want to clarify how they got over here. I'm just saying ignorant stuff because all of a sudden the Santos, you know, you forget where you're coming from. You forget how you got here. Ah, and he clearly doesn't. But Rosolo. He clearly has forgotten that he governs a lot of ancestral indigenous land right here in the state of Florida. Right. So I don't understand. I don't understand what he's saying. I really don't understand what he's saying. How is it inappropriate? When his very visit, 
people from his country, from where he is from, have to struggle to get here to, for freedom. So what is he talking about? I, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm driving. I'm in a bad mood. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> number of tribes right here in florida alone pensacola tribe the Appalachian tribe the guali tribe timukua potano okali look at what it took to build a um, hard rock look at what they had to go through to build a hard rock okay. because of the land that they wanted to choose toka seminole nation let me tell you something um and you know the worst part People are going to vote for him because they're going to believe what he's saying. They're going to hold on to every word he says. And what is sad is that what I'm seeing here is the attempt to eliminate or rewrite history. The truth. That is what is happening. They And nobody is calling the, the generation today well i am not calling the generation today oppressors even though some of them are probably doing it but i'm not doing that the truth is the truth the truth is the truth what what so what what you're going to do about it and i think you should be okay to talk about it to let your children know the truth about their ancestors and know that hey listen we know that's not you, but we have to speak the truth. Huh? But this one, I've never seen such a blatant lie. That the U.S. is not built on stolen land. Then what is it? He wants these children to, um, to grow up thinking <clears throat> that you don't say harsh words to children. You don't tell them the truth because they feel bad. That's why they don't want to teach critical race theory, even though that's not what it is, because they feel they you can't feel that your parents, not your parents, not your grandparents, not your great grandparents, generations ago, white people enslaved black people. That happened. That it happened. It doesn't mean that you did it. It doesn't mean your daddy did it or your mommy did it. It did happen. Don't feel you can feel bad about it if you want to. You know what? You should feel bad. You know, you should. That happened, and now what you should do in the in the future is be better to people, and that's that's the thing. That's the whole of it. He doesn't want people to feel bad, yeah. because what's going to happen? These poor children feel bad. They're going to go around and hurt everybody. Colonizer. We need to walk up to him every time we see him and call him colonizer. He's call crazy. him something else. He's crazy. He's a dumbass. He is crazy. He's Ooh. probably on. I don't know. I. I. You know what? Quebec sovereignists urge Canada to cut ties to British monarchy. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. Quebec sovereignists have called on Canada to cut ties with the British monarchy, which the head of the bloc, Quebecois party, described as a costly and archaic symbol. The party's symbolic motion, debated in the House of Commons in Ottawa on Tuesday, comes amid a renewed debate in Commonwealth realms around the role of the British Crown following the recent death of QE2. Canada is a constitutional monarchy and its ceremonial head of state is now King Charles III. We think we need to dispose of ties to the British monarchy easily, quickly, without making a fuss. It's an anachron. What is? Hold on there. <laughs> Anachronism. 
and it's an anachronism i don't know why i'm see, looking at the word and i'm seeing anarchy no no you're not seeing anarchy there's no a right there it's anachronism yeah that's the word it's a coat of paint go ahead go ahead so that no i'm sorry it's interesting that it's the quebecois who are trying to tell the, the um tell canada to, to get rid of the british monarchy because <laughs> the quebecois have ties to france hello <laughs> what is that I'm, I'm, I'm sorry please finish your story <laughs> hypocrisy right it's mm -hmm. a coat of paint in a living room that is starting to fade in the corners a vote is expected today on the measure which they say is unlikely to pass canada also requires much more to cut ties with the british crown such a decision needs the approval of both houses of parliament as well as the consent of all the canadian provinces cbc news reported but you know what just went off in my head ding 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 prince charles has cut the salary of many of the royals right or he wants to i remember that conversation i remember seeing that article could it be because prior to the death of uh the queen there were so many countries starting to come forward talking about reparation talking about breaking away from the commonwealth and if they're if there are no countries in the Commonwealth, that means that their revenue dwindles, right? Um, so I wonder if that's why he's cutting the fringe benefits and the salaries that the royals, you know, the extended royals get and only want to keep it to his immediate family. Interesting. Because if Canada breaks away, that's not cute for them, right? Amidst all the other countries, loss of revenue. Huh. <laughs> ah, London Bridge is indeed going to fall. It's going to fall. It is going to fall. I just see it happening. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau rejected the bloc's effort on Tuesday, telling the House of Commons that the political party was ignoring more pressing issues, including inflation and rising costs of living. Canadians are concerned by the issues they are facing, whether that's climate change, global instability, or the cost of living. And that's what we choose to discuss, Trudeau said. They, the bloc, want to reopen the Constitution. We will remain focused on the concerns of Canadians. But why can't they be dealt with in tandem? Why can't you have one group address the breaking away from the monarchy and the other one deal with the issues and the concerns of Canadians. Can't they be done simultaneously? I don't know. Just asking. Good morning, James. Good morning. Good morning. You know, you know what, what I think should happen? I think they should go ahead and break away from um, the monarchy. But I also think that they should use the opportunity also to break away from Quebec. Because Canada is, is pretty much um, paying Quebec to, to be a part of Canada still because they want it to be their, their, their sovereign land. You know, they want it to break away. And so the, the, the Canadian government had to bribe them to stay a part of Canada. So you should, um, they should just break away from both. You know, make Quebec their own, their own country <laughs> and, and break away from from the, the, the royals and, you know, save, save us some money. 
But, okay, Quebec, I'm looking at the map of Canada to see exactly how it's set up. Okay, so you have Ontario, then Quebec. What's the next state um, to the left of Quebec? They're kind of in the middle, unless they acquire that part. Or if they want to break away, they acquire everything going to the east. But do they have to? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I don't no, no, think no, they no. have to break away because think of just for a minute, think of um Lesotho in South Africa. Like so Lesotho is a country completely surrounded by South Africa and they are their own separate entity. Are you Quebec, serious? I decide, thought I thought they were part of South no, Africa. They are not. Lesotho is a completely different nation. They're smack dab the um it's a northern northeast section of South Africa is where Lesotho is. They're, they can you can be within the one country but be your own separate country. Doesn't mean you just it's just weird. So they have to have um agreements. And plus Quebec has always had a, a different really a, a separate relationship with Canada, even that James they they speak French there oftentimes. It's not mandated, but I think it used to be at one point their primary language. But James, you'll tell me yes or no. Yeah, it, it is still their primary language, yeah. It you is still to, their primary speak, language. You have to speak French even to to be in politics there, yeah. It's, a, it's their main yeah. language. So they don't have to separate and they don't have to take another part of Canada with them. If they want to be separate, maybe that's that's what they should do. Okay. Well, I learned yeah, something today. Uh, hold on one second, James. I learned something today, Sinead. So I'm looking at the map. And Swaziland is almost like that too. Because Swaziland is, you know, that, what do you call it? A cold, it's like a cul-de-sac in South Africa. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I learned something new. Go ahead, um, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was going to say Zimbabwe is like that too. And that's why they are landlocked. You know, they are breakaway. A lot of the African countries are like that. They are, they are breakaway from, from, from the, the mainland. And that's why you, they end up being one of the, the, the landlocked um countries in in africa and that's why mm, their economy because they don't have any ports or they don't have any oceans or anything they're just right in the middle and you know like eritrea too eritrea is a part of ethiopia and you know that that's another thing with the whole world that's going there so a lot of places um separate um without you know taking other places with them they're just you know end up in the middle you know, so yeah, they, they could they could do that because, you know, there, there are different there are different level of government in 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 Quebec. Quebec is, Quebec is 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 more radical. Like they, you know, they they believe like in everything that, mm, like <clears throat> sorry, like Republican values. That's that's how they believe that like, the, you know, the same sex marriage. They they they're not big on that. They they're big on their gun thing and stuff. You know, so. They, they they have their ideas are different from their values are different from Canadian values pretty much Quebec so they're more radical so yeah they should go ahead and separate okay. take the queen with them they are the the king <laughs> but Quebec do they um recognize the the monarchy of the UK or of France since they speak French I'm just asking. Who yeah, do... I think I think more I think more France, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, because because it's like France. Yeah, when you go there, it's like you're in France itself. Like the the culture, the food, the the um the buildings, the churches, yeah. Yeah. They're they're like they're watered down France. 
<laughs> yeah, because um, remember, like, one of the... Because no, the Notre Dame is there. Like, I think the second oldest one in the world or whatever okay. um, is there also. So, yeah, the... the Montreal yeah. is in Quebec? Yeah, Montreal okay, is, yeah. Is, is the... The thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. I have a cousin that lives there. That's what I'm asking. She does speak French. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, let's see what happens. U.S. school shooter armed with rifle had 600 rounds. Police say the gunman who killed a teacher and a 15-year-old girl in a deadly school shooting in the U.S. city of St. Louis, Missouri, was heavily armed and equipped with hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Police say. Police Commissioner Michael Sachs said on Tuesday that the gunman, 19-year-old former student Orlando Harris, had an AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle and more than 600 rounds of ammunition during Monday's attack. Harris was killed in an exchange of fire with police. This could have been much worse. Sachs said, noting that the attacker had entered the school in an aggressive, violent manner that left no mystery about what was going to happen. The attack at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School was the latest school shooting to royal the United States, where the use of high-powered rifles in such incidents has sparked debate over gun reform in the country. Seven students aged 15 and 16 years old were injured in the shooting and all are said to be in stable condition. One of the students was injured while jumping out of a three-story window to flee the shooter, while others erected barricades against the doors or huddled in the corner of their classroom to avoid the attacker. One student described coming face-to-face with Harris but surviving because his gun had jammed. P.E. teacher... Jean, 61, was killed after she moved herself between the gunman and her students. Uh, on Tuesday, Sack read a note left behind by Harris, which described a life of loneliness and isolation that the attacker said had created the perfect storm for a mass shooter. Several people inside the school have said that they heard Harris yell, you're all going to die. Sack told reporters that Harris had ammunition strapped to his chest, more in a bag, and some in magazines found dumped in stairwells. The police commissioner did not say how Harris was able to enter the school, which was locked and guarded by seven security guards. The response of law enforcement to mass shootings at schools has come under greater scrutiny following the deadly attack earlier this year in Uvalde, Texas, where it emerged that law enforcement officers had stood outside a classroom for more than an hour before enter or entering and confronting the shooter. Um, yeah, I'm still interested to know how he got in. Um, bags of ammunition in stairwells. Um, but earlier in the article, it said that he entered the school in an aggressive, violent manner. So how did he get inside? That's what I want to know. Please, somebody tell me that. Um, so to the powers that be who keep ignoring that we have a gun issue and keep insisting that we have a mental health issue, um, can y'all, if you're, if you're, going to say we have a mental health issue can we then along with that say we have access to semi-automatic rifles 
too easy being an issue? Good morning. Good morning, Javette. I want to know how this guy, how this 19-year-old, not a man, a 19-year-old, got 600 rounds. 600. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's not for play. And then if he entered the school aggressively, how yet he still had time to go put the ammunition in different receptacles. Something is off. Something is off. 606. Wow. Wow. That is ridiculous. Just totally ridiculous. And it makes no sense. And I don't hear anything in these articles about a parent. No. 19 years old. 19 years old. Um, wow. So, oh boy. The letter that was left behind, I'm trying to go back to the letter here. He left, he lived a life of loneliness uh, and in isolation. Is that a reason to become a mass shooter? How is that the perfect storm for a mass shooter? Explain that to me. There are some of us, myself included, where I have no problem living in seclusion. That's a choice I make. A choice I've made because I realize people are not what you would expect. So I have made a personal decision to limit my exposure. But that doesn't mean that's a perfect storm for me to become a mass shooter. That, that just doesn't mean, I cannot understand how everything right now is a mental health issue. Everything. If I decide to stay in my house for a year, that's a mental health issue. How is that a mental health issue? That's a choice. A life of loneliness. Why are you lonely? Being alone doesn't necessarily mean, well, you know what? I don't know. Somebody else can probably try to explain it. I find that they're constantly trying to link every single mass shooting to mental health issues. I said it yesterday, and I'm sorry to say it's not the case. Some people are just evil. Point blank. Some people just have evil thoughts. And don't know how to control the thoughts. They say, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. And then again, okay, let us say he lived a life of loneliness and in isolation and didn't want to live anymore. So instead of committing suicide, he had them kill him. That's probably what he wanted. But I don't know. I'm just sick of it. Sick of them ignoring the issue. The real issue at hand is the ease of access to semi-automatic weapons. Who you're going to war with with 600 ammunitions strapped up? He did intend to kill everybody then. He really did. But thank God for the four-minute response time. Thank God for that. Because the law enforcement, they were alerted to the attacker at 9 
11 a.m. local time, with officers arriving on the scene four minutes later and the gunman shot by 9.25 a.m. Thank God for that. Those who are sitting up there in mm. Washington, I'm sorry, go right ahead, Sinet. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just going to, I was going to call him an incel because that's what it sounds like. You know, incel is, have you heard the term? No, please, please educate me this morning. I'm here to learn today. <laughs> incel, involuntarily celibate. But he's a 19 year old, so it's still quite young. But these um, incels have been known to go around and cause a whole lot of violence. When you hear about um, young men going around and hurting people, immediately that's what I think. Here we go, another incel. So I learned a new word today. Thanks to Sinet. Sinet. Oh, go ahead. Sinet, spell that, please. Spell that, please. I-N-C-E-L. Okay. Yeah, so as Sinet was talking, of course, I jumped in Google and looked it up. According to the Oxford Dictionary, it's a noun. I-N-C-E-L, a, no, a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with the views that are hostile toward women and men who are sexually active. So what is the... um? What is the? I think I think there's a little too much emphasis on the sex in, in that description, honestly. Yeah. But that is um that is one of the things that that they they talk about, you know, that they're they're so held separately from the rest of society. Mm-hmm. They start building up this um, hatred for for everyone, and your the your def- definition talked about people who are in relationships. Okay, so I found another one, Sonette, from Merriam-Webster. Let's see if this one aligns more. It talks about sex too, but it goes into what you're talking about, the um, violence, right? So a person, usually a man who regards himself or herself as being involuntary celibate and typically expresses extreme resentment and hostility towards those who are sexually active. The term incels emerged from a Reddit group in which tens of thousands of users, most of them young men, commiserate about their lack of sexual activity, many of them placing the blame on women. In recent years, a number of these men have identified as so-called incels, short for involuntary celibates, an online subculture of men who express rage at women for denying them sex and who frequently fantasize about violence and celebrate mass shooters in their online discussion groups. So that you hit it on the head. I've been seeing a lot of, of, of talk about them. And FBI watches groups too. So it's not it's not um it's not me, you know? I'm I'm just paying attention and reading around. Okay. So I didn't know that group existed. I didn't know that there was even a name. I didn't know that men had a hard time finding women to have sex with. So I wonder if that's why men go around raping because they've been denied the opportunity to have sex with a woman they probably were interested in. He, he ever heard of He-Man Woman Hater Club? <laughs> no, Jesus. No, Sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke. You remember it was... Um... What is the, yeah, the Rascals. It was what is that show called? The little boys they used to get together. That's what I think about when I hear when I think of incels. They're part of the He-Man Woman Hater Club. But yeah, 
it, that was a fun thing that they did in a TV show. Wow. The Little Rascals. You remember that old show? Never watched it, but I remember the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm let you go. What the Little Rascals? Yeah. They were cute though. I called they were the He Man Woman Haters Club, right? Is that the name of their their little group that they sang? Yeah, the boy the boys had that. Yeah. They I didn't they didn't want girls to come into their clubhouse. Yeah, I think of the, the grown ups as that. The these grown up ones, they're just part of the woman hater club. So but it's me, not that they, they just can't get none. So let oh. me ask you, Sinet, what's the noun for the female version of uh, for the woman who can't get men? To have sex with them. no, I mean, is it still incels? Involuntary, involuntary celibate. Okay. Involuntary meaning you cannot. No one wants you. Sorry, that's how I look at it. No yeah, one that's what you. it is. Nobody wants you, and because nobody wants you, you become angry. What's wrong with me? Okay. <sighs> sad, 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 sad. But if nobody wants you, should it really get to that point where you become enraged, violent? So probably something is wrong with your mental state because it, 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 someone wanting someone, and this is what people need to understand, has nothing to do with physical features. It's about your attitude, your character, your personality. Make yourself desirable. You know, I don't know. I disagree. Go ahead. You can't just say you disagree and not give your reason. No, because because <laughs> no, because I've I've seen I've seen beautiful looking women with the worst personality, the worst character, and they can't keep guys off of them. And 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 you see women that are are are, are very intelligent very you know like loving and stuff like that but they're not as beautiful and they can't find a man so i you know like we, we live in a shallow world that that um things are just based on the outward appearance so i think it's it, it has more to do with looks and that's why everybody is going to dominican republic and, and all these places to try and enhance whatever so that's but, how i feel but james okay so you spoke about these beautiful women right where men can't Stay off of them. How many of them are able to lock these men down? How many of them have a man for 30 years? Straight. They usually go from man to man to man to man to man. No man really stays yeah. with them. Yeah, but most of them don't want men for 30 years, though. Okay. Most of them just want, yeah. It's, so a lot of them... That's name one, James. James. James, name one. One what? One who has been in a relationship for more than 30 years with the same man. No, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these these women are, are shallow. Like, so they, they just want to go from, like, they want to upgrade. Like, like it's almost like getting the, the, the new iPhone. So, like, if they if they get, like, a, a guy and the guy is in, like, the, the millionaire club, they're going to try to upgrade and get someone in the billionaire club. So, that's what they do. They don't want, they don't want long-term. You know, a lot of these women, they, they're not into long-term. They, they just want... You know, as I said, upgrade. Oh, I'm sorry. I misheard you. I thought you said a lot of them have um 30-year relationships. No, I no, they get, sorry. they get guys. They get guys. They they don't want to keep them, but they can get the guys. You sure it's not you them know. not wanting to keep the guys or the guys dumb them? Because, of, for example, okay, let, let's look at 
Beyonce has been cheated on. If we want, let, let's look in the um, entertainment industry. A lot of them have been. Oh my God, I had the name Halle Berry cheated on. We can the list can keep going. They're cheated on. Women that people put on pedestals as the being the most gorgeous woman in the women in the world. They're cheated on. And I don't think I honestly feel that some of them have a screw missing. I'm sorry. I do believe that. Because if if it's a man's desire to have the most beautiful woman in the world on his arms and he gets that opportunity, why go out and cheat on her? James, why? No, I think cheating is a separate issue. Cheating has nothing to do with the woman. It, it has more to do with the man. Like, it has nothing to do with whether you're you're the most beautiful or you're not. It, it just has to do with the man. Like, you, you know, like, you just, you're just not going to be satisfied, like, regardless of who you have. So, it, it has more to do with, 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 with the guy. So, that's a separate thing. Okay. All right. So... Beyond the U.S. midterms, the Swiss answer to congressional gridlock. This story courtesy of BBC.com. It is notoriously hard to get new laws passed in the U.S., and few believe the looming election reshaping Congress will solve that. Could the Swiss people power model help? The U.S. political system seems designed to create gridlock. The two chambers of Congress are frequently controlled by different parties. The Senate has long-standing procedures that allow the minority party there to block most major legislation that does not have the support of at least 60 of the 100 senators. And anything passed by Congress can be vetoed by a president overriding that requires a two-thirds majority in both the House and Senate. All this means that the political stars have to align for the federal government to get things done. Even overwhelmingly popular laws will wither on the congressional vine. Policies like raising the minimum wage, enacting gun control legislation, or immigration reform have substantial support but go nowhere in Washington. That has left some Americans frustrated by a two-to-one margin. They believe the nation is heading in the wrong direction. Wouldn't it be great if citizens could decide a new policy and the government would carry it out? So what happens in Switzerland? Nearly all major policy is decided at the ballot box. Voters go to the polls four times a year in nationwide votes. In 2022, they have been asked to decide on 11 different issues from a complete ban on animal testing rejected to raising the retirement age for women approved there are also regular ballots at regional and even village level to decide on local issues in the middle ages the swiss were already doing things a little differently while their neighbors had feudal lords with absolute power some swiss regions had lands jamin I can't pronounce this word. So now I need you. Lands Geminde. G-E-M-E-I-N-D-E. Anyway. Nope. Gerrymandered. 
There's no R in this word, though, um, Javel. Spell it again. L-A-N-D-S-G-E-M-E-I-N-D-E. That's a language I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to land. Okay, you know, I'm going to learn that word one way or another. In which it's a land something, folks. In which citizens gathered, gathered in the town square to make policy. The only requirements for being able to vote, carrying a sword, and being male of which more later. This bottom way up of governing came to be viewed as essential if Switzerland was to survive and thrive. It's a small country, but very diverse. Four national languages, German, French, Italian, and Roman. If you have remote farming communities high in the Alps and urban centers, which they do in Zurich or Geneva, everyone, the thinking goes, needs to feel their voice is heard. So how does it work? Let's say you'd like to give all workers longer vacations. Draft your proposal, gather 100,000 signatures from fellow citizens, and a nationwide referendum will take place. This happened in 2012 when voters rejected a proposal to increase statutory holiday after business leaders warned it would be too expensive or let's say you're not happy with new legislation that parliament has already passed here you only need fifty thousand signatures and the proposed law will go before the people but this slows things down swiss woman only got the right to vote in 1971 shockingly late compared with the rest of europe and it took not one but two nationwide ballots which only men could participate in Many Swiss women I know grew up with mothers who campaigned for years for the right to vote. One of the arguments against was that women's brains were too small. Seriously, that's what they said. Today, it is believed that the power of a vote in Switzerland can, that a vote in Switzerland can have encourages participation. How do you think that would work where you have... I kind of like the idea of voting four times a year where we take back the power. So whatever the outcome, it is our decision. How do y'all feel about that? Are you here for that? I live in California. They vote many, many times a year. I do not like it. It, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go represent. But the, the one year, the word or the Swiss means, I, I posted it in the chat. It's um, I'm going to say Landsgemeinde. I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. It means cantonal assembly. Basically, everybody gets together in the square and they vote out loud. Okay. Thank you, Jamsonette. Thank you. That, that means it's a really interesting theory, but the fact that they're so like sexist is disgusting. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's changed now, so it, it women can now vote since 1970. My god, it was 50 years of voting rights! Wow, anyway, um, it's interesting, but I don't know, it's immediate too. That's kind of that's there's some things I like about it, and other things I don't, okay. But do you think we could try it here in the U.S.? Do you think that's something that could work in the U.S.? No. no. Okay. 
No, <laughs> it won't work in the U.S. The, okay, it's like racism no. in the U.S., right? It's so it's so convert. Like everybody wants to hide their feelings. No one wants to say anything out loud. I don't think it would work in the U.S. Jimmy, I'm gonna cut you off. Please go. No, I was just gonna say no. Can you imagine the fights? Physical fights, not even verbal. Physical fights. I don't think you'd even work in some place that they claim to be more, um, more civil. Like the, like was it in the UK where somebody had a fist fight on the in Parliament? Was it there? I think that happened. Somebody went from one place to punch another one. It happened in in Czechoslovakia. I can't see that happening in the US at all. <laughs> my gosh okay so you know i am trying to find the pronunciation right Sunet? and here we go oh yeah i was i was i wanted to ask Sunet to pronounce it okay. to to announce how you say it so let me see. let's see here we go again listen again landsgemeinde landsgemeinde Lance Gumeinder. Oh, it's one word. I thought it was two words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lance Gumeinder. Okay. Lance Gumeinder. Lance Gumeinder. Okay. Lance Gumeinder. Lance Gumeinder. Which means. We learned a German word today. Yeah. Lance which, Gemeinde. which means rural. I thought you community. said there was no I in it. I thought you said it was no I in it. No, no R. No. You said. Um, Oh, like okay, okay. yeah, yeah, there's no R. So L A N D S G E M E I N D E. It's German as well as Dutch pronounced Gemeinde. means rural community. Landsgemeinde. Huh, I like that. Okay, so I think we could do that in a small classroom of people, a small group of our friends, but yes. I cannot see anything larger than, than like people you know, yeah. people you trust. I, I just, is this United States of America where you can't tell that we lived on stolen land? You must. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 you, this. U.S. where someone playing basketball and loses ends up shooting the next person? Nah. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, for real. Yeah, we, yeah, it probably wouldn't work. All right. So good news out of California and airport in California to allow non-travelers to greet their loved ones at the gate or spend more time with them before departure. This story, courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Well, it's been a long time since family and friends could meet traveling loved ones at the airport gates. But California's Ontario International Airport plans to go back to those days. The Ontario International Airport is about 40 miles east of L.A. and recently announced it will launch a new program that allows non-travelers to secure an online visitor pass to access the post-security side of the terminal. And that's according to Travel and Leisure. Non-travelers can either greet loved ones at the gate or stay by their side before they board the plane. 
Notably, the ONT Plus program is free and can be used just like a ticket to pass through TSA security checkpoints. We all remember the excitement of being able to meet arriving family and friends as they get off the plane, said Dean Brown, the ONT Public Safety Administrator. Non-travelers will have, com- will have to complete an application within seven days of their intended visit. Once approved, they will receive a pass by email. However, printed ONT plus visitor passes will not be accepted. Non-travelers will be subject to the same TSA security rules as those departing, which includes not bringing large liquids with them. The program brings back the days before 9-11 when it was possible to escort loved ones to and from the gate. The Ontario International Airport is the latest to offer the program. Seattle-Tacoma Airport recently provides, well, currently provides a similar program, which allows non-ticketed passengers to sign up to enter the secure side of the airport. Pittsburgh International Airport and Tampa International tested similar programs in the past, but they have since been suspended. How do you feel about that, Sanat? I'm kissing my teeth because I thought it was um I thought it was gonna be closer. If it was Oakland Airline Airport, if it was San Jose, if it was SFO, I would be all over. I'd say yes. Because this morning, y'all, I dropped my dad off. So daddy is not not dumb, okay, but he's also not a traveler. So I'm drive, drive up, drop him off, and then I have I can't park anywhere. I have to go. And he's not a traveler, so he gets kind of nervous about this whole thing. I mean, so I, felt, I feel a way. Yeah. I wish they had that. I really do wish they had that. I would go but, park but, or sit with him for a little while. Go on. Sinet, did you ask? Because the last time my mom came to Texas, I got one of those. And when my daughter used to travel, I was able to sit with her until the plane got off because they do it for elderly you have to ask for it though i i didn't know so what i do what i did for him to travel here was i made sure he got a wheelchair he can walk Mm -hmm. he's able Mm -hmm. but i got him a wheelchair to to make sure that he would get some assistance in the airport to get from you know the door to or the ticket counter to his airline without running around missing where his boot his ticket um his gate is because that happened this morning when I, I didn't see the mail till I got home. They moved his gate from one space to another, but I was worried because I knew he had someone who will guide him there directly. Right. I didn't know, Javette. I wish I had known. I would have asked before. It's good to know. So now you know, Sana, you in the future you can make that kind of arrangement. Yeah, when mommy should be coming, hopefully mommy will come visit me in December or maybe next January, whatever. So she hasn't been here yet. I got my first my first visitor from the East Coast after six years. But wow. <laughs> well, you know what <laughs> I would do? Recommend, Sinet, that you check out the process, the procedure from now so that um, when it's time for your mom to come, you already know what you got to do. So I'd probably check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, no, I have one more. This one is out of Latin America. Before we take a quick break, prominent Haitian journalist survives assassination attempt, story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. A well-known Haitian journalist survived an assassination attempt in which he was shot in his car while on his way to work 
in the capital, Port-au-Prince, on Tuesday, officials said. Robertson Alphonse, who works at the Daily Newspaper and radio station, has undergone two operations so far and is hospitalized and expected to recover. The incident highlights the deteriorating security situation in a country racked by gang violence. Haiti's Minister of Culture and Communication said it learned with horror the news of the assassination attempt that occurred in the Delmas neighborhood. His rigor, his efforts to be impartial, and his sense of perfection make him a model for the profession, the ministry said in a statement. Many colleagues echoed the sentiment. <sighs> and in the meantime... And not the body of another journalist was found also on Tuesday in Haiti. Gary Tess used to be a uh, host of a political talk show in the southern city of Les Cays. Uh, according, I hope I said that right, according to the government's Office of Citizen Protection, which said it was extremely worried about the security of journalists in Haiti and urged they be protected. At this point, um, again, I know I've said this before. The Haitians need to be very specific with what they want. The people who are protesting, be very specific with their their um with what it is that they're wanting. Have a roadmap to how to achieve the very things they're wanting, because the violence is not solving anything. Unfortunately, um, do they have a leader or a group of leaders? who can sit down with the, the powers that be and have some discourse, have a ceasefire, have a calm, where, because everybody's hot-headed right now. There needs to be a calm in the storm. Have a 24-hour ceasefire, 48-hour, whatever, so that leaders can sit down of both sides, can sit down and come to some um, amicable solutions that work for both parts, because... This has been going on long enough, and I'm tired of the negative news that is being promoted about Haiti globally. It's time for them to have calm. It is time for them to have peace. It is time for them to move forward. At the same time, international facts, factors have to respect that they don't want externals there because, and they, they did say the reason why, and you have to respect that because their women and children have been raped by bodies that come in there claiming to be peacekeepers. So you have to see that from their perspective. But they need something to be done, and it needs to be done quickly. Quickly. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have business and tech news along with sports news. Here is Lady Saw. Some boy move like Chucky, but them don't know some one thing we interested in, I know. I don't money, you know what me I say? Me say, a woman with them, so we ban lucky. I'll ever pay, we get you we mucky. We not play the game, cause we know sucky sucky. We use them and tell them blowing. Me say, a woman with them, so we ban lucky. I'll ever play, we get you we mucky. We not play them game, cause we know sucky sucky. We use them and tell Down a port for deliver a week after next week. 
Listeners, logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com for quality music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. On Moments with me, you're listening to Coffee and Tell World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It 
is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today we are crushing on some of the women in dance hall. So far we've heard from Cecile, Lady Saw, Spice, Jada Kingdom, Steph Blondon. Up right after this one from Jada Kingdom, we have business and tech news and sports news. to get into the business and tech news yeezy without the ye who is the new soul owner the soul is s-o-l-e the story courtesy of cnn business when it starts to get crazy then run away kanye west one sang adidas followed his advice where to start after a social media uproar adidas has cut ties with ye the artist, formerly known as Kanye West and formerly known as a billionaire, joining the long list of brands that have separated themselves from the star after his anti-Semitic media tour. In its statement, Adidas said that it would end production of Yeezy-branded products and stop all payments to Ye and his companies. Adidas will stop the Adidas Yeezy business with immediate effect. But, Let's listen a little more. The company's announcement is of interest, and you'll find an intriguing sentence that is raising eyebrows in the industry and seemed to come straight from Adidas's legal team. And I read, Adidas is the sole owner of all design rights to existing products as well as previous and new colorways under the partnership. We're going to flag this part, the sole owner of all design rights. The Yeezy Adidas contract is not publicly available, but the author of this article said they spoke with um, several legal experts about the significance of that line and what Adidas can and cannot do going forward. The industry standard is that Adidas would be the one that would own all of it. Even though Kanye is the owner of the trademark of his brand. Hmm. There is a caveat that hasn't been read yet. Even so, the wording raises more questions than it answers. While the Adidas statement definitively closes the door on selling Yeezy branded products, according to legal experts, it opens the door for them to rebrand the existing Yeezy designs sans Yee. Put simply, Yeezy, 
might be owned by Kanye, but the Yeezy shoe designs are Adidas' intellectual property. They will not be able to use his individual trademarks, but the designs themselves they can reuse because they own them. That's according to Nicole Half, litigation and entertainment partner at Romano Law. Half pointed out that the article that dives into Adidas's patent filings or patent filings and shows that the company claims ownership over all Yeezy Adidas designs with one exception, the Yeezy slides. Those are all Kanye. Have said that the sole owner sentence in Adidas statement is a legal warning shot to Kanye. He's been saying a lot of things to the press, like that his designs have been stolen from him and that money is owed to him, she said. What I think is happening is that Adidas has been laying out their legal position. That legal position could hinge on the morals clause within the Yeezy Adidas contract which could give Adidas legal cover to terminate their deal. It's inconceivable that there isn't a morals clause, said Half. Kanye's behavior absolutely causes reputational harm and damage to the Adidas brand. For a deep dive into the legal questions about the Yeezy Adidas separation, the fashion law has a great write-up. Could Kanye now build out his own Yeezy fashion brand? Well, according to Terry Agents, the author of Hijacking the Runway, How Celebrities Are Stealing the Spotlight from Fashion Designers, that could be a gargantuan task. Sneaker designs, unlike clothing, are more closely tied to technology and patents, which shoe giants hold closely. All the properties that make a shoe special, all that stuff is trademarked. He doesn't have the infrastructure. You can't just do that on your own. Let's step back for a second here. West publicly terminated his two-year-old partnership with Gap in September. Today, the company announced that it would immediately stop selling Yeezy-branded goods in its own stores and shut down YeezyGap.com. The site now redirects to Gap's main website. Pulling the plug on the existing Yeezy merchandise was a no-brainer for the company. It was already a zombie brand with its star designer publicly leaving and disparaging the brand. Unlike Gap, however, Adidas has built up a highly profitable business selling Yeezy branded goods. Adidas's Yeezy sneakers were some of the most coveted and influential shoes, often selling for thousands of dollars on the resale market. If you have not been following fashion trends of the last decade, you might not be aware of the vast influence that Kanye's Yeezy brand has had. There probably isn't any more influential in terms of fashion over the last decade than Kanye, which only makes his latest nuclear fall from grace that much more disappointing. With influence comes profits, enough to vault West into the Forbes billionaire list from which he has now tumbled and boost Adidas's bottom line. Last month, Cohen analyst John Kernan estimated that the Yeezy brand accounts for 48% of Adidas's overall revenues. The company has a market cap of about 19.3 billion euros. 
Cohen had downgraded the stock based on the likelihood that the Yeezy partnership would dissolve. Adidas' stock is down more than 18% since the beginning of the month. When it starts to get crazy, then run away, run away as fast as you can. Goes a line from his hit 2010 song, Run Away. But who is running away from whom? Um, we cannot be careless with the comments that we make and the, the, um, our utterances. We can't be, we can't be reckless, right? I've said this several times that freedom of speech does not exist. That being said, freedom of speech, if it did exist, does not give you the right to spew racism or discrimination it really doesn't we don't want to be discriminated against so we should not discriminate against others and that goes for every race in the world discrimination should have no place hate is the root of discrimination and racism hate Period. I will say this, though. There is a huge hypocrisy in this country. When he lashed out on the black community, who canceled him? Did anybody, was he canceled anywhere? Did any of these companies who are severing ties with him did they say, no, Kanye, you can't say that about black people? Remember the hurtful comment he made when he said slavery was a choice. Y'all are not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -mm. No, people kept following him. Then he jumped on the Trump bandwagon. People go, he's, he's just having a breakdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, he, I'm he, he was not canceled. Not one of these companies canceled him. Why? Why did they black cancel never stand him? Up. Because why black people never stand up? Because black people never stand up and force them to cancel him. You see, when he disrespect the other culture, they stand up. They force um, the company to do these things. When um, Adidas was holding the Jewish people in um, in Adidas, they spoke up. Until Adidas had to eventually go ahead and cancel him. So, I mean, if we don't stand up and force the hands of this company, who is going to do it for us? But let me ask if we don't care when, if we don't care when he makes these disrespectful comments, who is going to do it for us? So let me ask you a question, Dre. All these companies that are now severing ties with him. You're telling me that no black people worked with any of these companies? Right. But <laughs> if the black people in the company don't step up, who's going to do it for us? So, hi, everyone. So, to... Um, I do understand that definitely he made incendiary, incendiary comments to about black people and slavery was a choice and 
all of that, even White Lives Matter. But what tipped him over the edge was the DEFCON 3 comment. The last time the United States was in DEFCON 3 was 9-11, the Cuban Missile Crisis. These are the times that we've been in DEFCON 3, right? That's kind of like what DEFCON 3 means, like alert. We are... um, but there is a true meaning of what it is, but there's the the meaning of what everyone thinks it is and how it's interpreted in our culture. And it seems like um, what he was doing was sort of bringing out all the the Nazis and bringing out all those people by saying death come three to Jew- about Jewish people. He didn't say death come three about black people, right? But he, even though he did say a lot of incendiary comments and stuff like that, about um, black people. And so I think why he's in the situation he is now is because he said DEFCON 3 to Jewish people and the combination of White Lives Matter, which has already been um, uh, classified as hate speech, right? So I think it's both, but I don't think even though the stuff about black people was um, severe, I think the uh, saying DEFCON 3 about Jewish people is, you know, especially when there's been this history of um, violence against Jewish people and things like that. So that to me is, seems like to more of an immediate threat than saying slavery is a choice. That's like an opinion and, you know, people feel like, okay, when do we cancel people based on, their opinion, like how far do they have to go with their opinion now when it crosses that threshold and everybody has one, um, you know, DEFCON 3 to Jewish people, that's very, um, that seems to have uh, crossed that threshold of point and overturn and then the coupled with White Lives Matter, um, that has to also it seems to me that that sort of those two things kind of pushed him over the edge. Okay. So though, because of that comment, then sin, that's the reason why they're saying, okay, now he's going too far. He's gone too far. I, I think so. I think by saying DEFCOM, um, DEFCOM three is like a military term. And, um, right. And I'm not sure, I'm not in the military, maybe someone's better in the military, but DEFCOM 3 is like, when the last time US was in DEFCOM 3 was 9-11. So to me, it's like, when you're saying DEFCOM 3 to Jewish people, that is waking up all of those people that are, you know, we've already seen the effects of what DEFCOM 3 to Jewish people is already doing in LA, and you know you we're seeing these you know Nazis pop up and stuff like that um all over the world now, once he said that, it's kind of like signaling hey wake up let's 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 bring out those um swastikas, let's bring out these things um that maybe we were doing it in hiding because they were always doing it behind the scenes, but now it emboldens people to bring those things out okay. All right, go go ahead, Perry. Morning, thank you, Sin. Go right ahead. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Morning, morning. My my school of thought and what Kanye is doing is either it's really really stupid or really really genius, right? Hear me out. No, the DefCon three thing. I mean, Kanye just throwing um 
um, dragons out there. But if one to look into it and create a conspiracy from what he's saying, one could be that Kanye is bringing awareness as uh, someone at his stature fash in fashion and um, entertainment, right? He's bringing awareness to how black people are being, um, uh, or white people do business with black people. And he has a very big ego, yes? And he is ego from most of his interviews seem to lean on the amount of money that he has. And I believe when he said, when he's saying Def Country, right? Def Country, I'm in the military, and really Def Country just means we're mobilizing, let's get ready to move, right? That that that's what it really is. And when he keep on saying that, the thought that comes to my head is, is like, okay, he's kind of saying that we all who has real money as black people, let's stop doing that. Let's Let's put our foot down against the way Jewish people, and and that again is a very broad statement when he said Jewish people, but where I think it should be specific toward the individual, our group, our group that he's doing business with. Um, he's saying that we people within sports, entertainment, whatever, black people, we need to step up and start to um, um, define or look closer to all these contracts that we are signing are are being uh, being handed handed to us, right? And that's where it goes off. With his, that's that's what I that's what I think personally from this Def Country. Let's get ready, blah blah. Right now, the next aspect of it is that we have said this could be very very genius. Is that um, if Kanye if Kanye can manage to 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 gain supply chain of of his raw material for all his easy goods and stuff, Kanye might just be bringing forth a revelation in all black people. Um, can do business again because one of the problems that he had when he was starting his easy line is that he didn't have the access to certain um, technology as you stated before in producing his goods and um, he didn't have access to the raw material so I don't know if he got insight into that now because really and truly it's, it's Adidas loss right and if we as and I don't think this, this generation now that consume the goods and services they're not very um, for lack of a better word um, patriotic are, are care so much about the politics of Kanye and what he has said and what he has done so much because as someone who purchases goods and service honestly foot locker city stop selling you couldn't even get his goods in, in, in any of these stores that are saying they're going to stop selling his stuff you couldn't get them you know so I really think if he's if he's up to something he's dropped now to what they want to say four million dollars uh, four hundred million or hundred and something million whatever it is Kanye can potentially be one of the first people to start this this type of movement. Kobe Bryant was about to do the same thing before he died also, right? Where he was going to open a business called Mamba something. But basically, it will allow basketball players to own their sneakers, right? Um, I don't think we can get all... We should get... I, don't, I, can't, I can't talk for everybody, but I personally not getting all caught up in what what um is happening to him right now with 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 the with the other side of people right and and they they colluded and 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 decide okay we're gonna lock this black brother out and as sick as crazy as he might be he's still someone he's still a person he's still a human being i wouldn't want to see anyone go through that right but at the same and at the same time he might be onto something here and i think we'll just have to just sit back and and see how this unfold hopefully it's not the death of him 
what's the birth of how you know black people actually do business and how we are treated but Thank I, you for that. Hold, hold on, Dre. Go ahead, Sin, and then Dre. Sorry. I, I don't think you have to um, put other people down or put people in a situation of danger. If you recall, even every few months, there is some sort of killing in a synagogue or, or maybe every year. But every synagogue now has um, security at the door, right? It, it it wasn't like that previously. So you're already talking about a group of people that have already experienced and are experiencing a certain level of violence in their synagogues where they don't feel safe, right? So, and I'm not saying are, are you not. Are you speaking from experience or from your perception looking out? I'm, ex I'm speaking from uh, things that I, from facts. Because you know, no one hold on, Perry. Hold, hold on, Perry. No, Perry. No, 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 hold on. Let her finish. Let her finish. Because you know, right. yeah. Let right, yeah. Right. Let her let her finish. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, Sid. from the news, and I can tell you that my friends that go to synagogues can tell you that they they now have security. They now get trained on active shooter drills and things like that. Whereas that really wasn't the case before. But almost every synagogue in America has had some sort of active shooter training. Um, so these are already like sort of a target there. I feel like they already have like a target on their back. Okay. All right. Sin, thank you. Uh, um, Dre was going to say something and then we'll go back to you, Perry. Go ahead, Dre. No, the only thing I was going to say, I know one of the things that Kanye wanted to do was to get out of those contracts. Um, the Balenciaga, the Adidas, he wants to get out of those contracts. So the behavior, what I was looking at is I think he thinks that that was the only way for him to get out of those contracts without paying millions of dollars when they drop him. The only thing that I'm looking at is after he burned those bridges, he's still going to need partnerships to go ahead and continue his brand if he's trying to build an empire by himself and like this whole charade that he went through i don't know how who is going to want to partner with him now so like i see what he was trying to do if that's that's really what he was trying to do but then to me it just looked like it backfired on him uh, go ahead perry i know you wanted to answer sin all right thank oh, you Drake. it's not to answer but um it's just to understanding right um one of the things that sim may point to is that these people have been through so much these people feel threatened and, and traumatized from laughing so i stand to say nobody feel more secure and safe than a white man walking around in america right whether it's in a job environment whether it's outside in the world wherever so to in my in my humble opinion nobody feel more Less threatened in America than white people are Jewish people. I, I, I was a, I hate saying Jewish people, but let me say the people that Kanye is, um, is pointing directly to, right? So I don't believe, um, in my, I just don't think that's a valid argument, right? To say these people are already sensitive, so let's not, let's be sympathetic to what they've been through. While black people have lost more than anybody else, right? Lost. We, we, we are the most, it's a miracle we still exist, right? So the, the, the thing that 
the thing that made this a big deal in us because you see i believe you see when jewish people or caucasian people come together and say they're doing something they come together from from um from the lower level all the way to the, the ceos i remember it's mostly white people in charge of these companies they're making the decisions right within someone would say oh is there no black people who work at this company yeah but they're not that influential to to say hey mr adidas boss ceo Kanye said that and it offend Black Lives Matter, so we need to act. No, it, it doesn't matter. But Adidas can call Nike and say, hey, I know that you control the revenue stream for this. Hold back on your release for blah, blah, blah. And this is just a hypothetical scenario, but business, right? Hold back on your release and let us push forward in June, which will give us that return on dropping Kanye to show these black people that they cannot overthrow us. I would not let this one black man be the, the catalyst of what could possibly be, right? And that's just my conspiracy mind going talking. But my main point I wanted to put out there is that nobody been through more than black people. No other race. So I, I actually never said that. I, I, I didn't really even discuss black people. Obviously, I'm a black woman in a corporate world. There isn't a, a, a another black person that I could speak to at work really in my department because it just doesn't exist. Right. So I know, uh, you know, about being passed up for promotion. I know the struggle and the assumptions and I, I deal with that every single day of my life. So I am very aware. And I never said that black people don't struggle the most. Um, but I did say that there is a Jewish struggle there. By me saying there's a Jewish struggle, that doesn't negate what black people have to go through every day. Of course, we have a struggle. But what I'm saying is that other people struggle as well. And do they benefit because of the way they look and their race? A hundred percent they do. But in other cases, because of their religion or because of their culture, because not everyone Jewish is actually religious, because of their culture, um, in some cases they are singled out. But that has nothing to do with what we are going through as Black as a black collective, right? Whether you're from Africa, whether you're from the Caribbean, whether you were born in America, it's, we have a commonality and that is a struggle. Uh, we have lots of different struggles. I'm not negating that. But what I'm saying is, you know, these people struggle as well. Their struggle is different. They might be able to move up to the corporate ladder. They might be able to change their last name and go all the way up there. But you know, we don't have those advantages, right? But people have other struggles as well. All right. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, um, Perry. Thank you, Dre. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm, and I'm going to switch the business side of what he has done. Now, I was listening to a couple of more videos of his speaking on different platforms to different persons. I understand what he's driving at. I get it. One of his concerns is he is jealous of the Jewish community. He said it. I didn't. He said he's jealous of the Jewish community, how they are able to unite, how they're able to pull together, how they're able to uplift each other. And he would love that, not just for himself, for the black community. I think the issue is how he has gone about expressing his feelings, right? 
Now, um, I tell you something. We as a community, yes, we may have been set back, but we can advance if we hold fast the principles just like the Jews do. And you're going to ask me how so. I remember a couple of years ago, I read something in the book of Deuteronomy in the Bible. It's just, it's just, it is in the Old Testament, right? I pulled it up. Laws, miscellaneous laws. You shall not charge interest on loans to your brother. Interest on money. Interest on food. Interest on anything that is lent for interest. You may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest. That the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you are entering to take possession of. I remember reading this years ago. And I was like, huh. Yesterday, I was having a conversation, and you understand the laws of collections, where they charge the percent, they charge you, right? There's another scripture. I'm going to go dumpster diving for it, that you cannot charge more than one-fifth. Then what is one-fifth? 20%, right? As interest. You can't, you're not supposed to charge more than 20% if you're going to be charging interest. Another rule. And in the conversation, I said, you know what is funny within our community? The only time we talk about money really is when we talk about collecting tithe. You ever notice that? If you don't pay your tithe, you won't be blessed. If you don't, and the ongoing church building fund. How many of you in here who went to church were taught about this scripture? Deuteronomy 23, verse 19. Any of you? Any of you who went to church? I'm sorry, moment. I just uh, I heard. Um, what were you saying about Deuteronomy 23? 23, verse 19. You uh, shall not charge funny? interest on loan to brought to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything that is lent for interest. You may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest that the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you're entering to take possession of. So what was the question? How many of I'm us sorry, were I'm taught sorry. about that particular scripture in church? Because it goes beyond just what I just read, right? It's how right. we treat I, yeah. each other. It's how we look after each other. It's how we have the back of one another. I, I must say, I do believe in tithing, but when I, not just money, with your time, and just like you said, with how we treat each other, and it's just an all overall complete thing. But I, I, um, when it comes on to money portion of it, it's usually the Malachi scripture that they use. But um, 
to each his own, but I do believe that we tie with everything, not just money. What I'm thank, so, thank you, Lisa. With, Go ahead, Sonet. Without trying, without trying to switch it up too much, I did not know that scripture, but I heard of that practice from a friend who is Ethiopian. Mm. Within their religion, and I believe they may be Coptic Christians, they don't do the interest either. We were talking about home loans the other day about something. She's like, yeah, we don't get a loan from another bank. We, we do it all within our community. Much like, I think, much like the insulated Jewish community. Um, everything is within the company, so within the community, so it doesn't go outside. She went into detail to talk about how she has, I think it's 401k or IRA, whatever it is. And she earns interest on that in the bank because that's what banks do, right? Because she has a lot of money in there. She's been earning money since she was a young person. And when the interest is paid, she always asks them to take it away. Do something else with it. She cannot have it. It's against their religion for her to earn interest. So to keep that, not even just within the family and within the community, externally, it becomes a humongous thing. And so the bank people are having huge issues with her. Like, okay, what do you mean we, you don't want it? She has to take it and, and put it. She tries to have them give it to some sort of charitable organization. She doesn't want it in her account. She just has to keep her own money you know, moment that she's earning. It's very strange. I'm done there. Okay, thank you, Sanat. Uh, who was that? I wasn't looking at the phone. Um, yeah, I was. Um, Lisa, go right ahead, Lisa. Sorry. Yeah. About that. So I just remembered. Um, I'm from the um, Pentecostal faith, and we're based out of Cleveland, Tennessee. And they do ask that if you're late on your tithe, that when you're paying it, you pay an interest. Um, no, you give me something to go study because I'm going to study the entire book of the, that chapter. Yeah. So I can get a, a bit. Yes, so I can get a better understanding. But we do teach that if you are late, only if you are late on your tithes, that when you're ready to pay it, you do pay interest on it. Mm, that's interesting. Do they have a supporting scripture for that, um, Lisa? Yes, there's a supporting scripture for it. Okay. And um, I do script, I use scripture to interpret scripture. That's why I don't really want to speak on right. it because I want to go study it. Mm -hmm. Okay, please. And but I want to hear your um, interpretation when you're done because it's important. Yes. Right? So I went back to that to say to us as a community, we should never have to go to another community to build ourselves up. At the end of the day, whose swag do they use in the fashion industry? Let's be honest about that for a second. Whose sense of style do they use in the fashion industry? We are a talented group of people. Very resourceful. We are a wealthy group of people who refuse to use our wealth. Wealthy? Yes, you are. Your talents are your riches. But we do not, and I have said this over and over and over again, all of this fiasco could have been avoided if we as a community believed in each other. 
if when I come to you and I say to you, Prezi, James, Mad Libran, Lisa, Rosolo, I want to have a conversation with you all. I have an idea. Here is the business plan. Here is how we can all benefit. If you agree to sit down with me and not bluff me off, we could, that's step one. We can get somewhere. Step two, be willing to brainstorm together to make suggestions. Hey, let's change this or let's change that. And then for us to say, you know something, let us start small, test it. But no, we don't do that. We brush each other off. That's what we do. We brush each other off. Ah, uh, nah. And then now, when we go outside our community, To advance, to propel that vision, to let it come, become reality, we turn up our noses at the said person who was trying to talk to us. And we don't buy into it until someone from another community buys into it. And when they buy in, they see the vision. And not only do they see the vision, they see how they can multiply their pockets. Right? That, that's what they're doing. I am asking us in here to start building up our community so that nobody else has to go through this public humiliation that Kanye is going through right now. This is the takeaway from it, for me at least. Stop thinking that everybody else's product is better than ours. Everybody else's vision is better than ours. Everybody else's talent is better than ours. We suppress ourselves and in allowing ourselves to be suppressed by each other, we are also telling everybody else outside that it's okay to suppress us. We got to fix us. Because if we don't fix us, all we are doing is allowing others to do as they please with us. That's all we're doing. How can we lift each other up and say we're truly standing with each other? Instead of trying to rob each other, kill each other, why don't we come together? Don't allow others to come in and infiltrate and brainwash and tear down and separate and segregate within our own community. And that is what has been happening. And unfortunately, where do the artists have to go? They have a vision to bring, to, you know, make it and bring others up with them. But look at what happened to Nipsey Hussle. Your own cut you right down. And it happens in other cases. We're trying to get up, to pull others up, and we cut each other down. Sometimes of our own 
jealousy, greed, and envy. And sometimes we are paid by externals to do it to each other. And we don't even realize that. We are paid to suppress each other. So we, we have everybody against us and we are even against us. And when that happens, this is what happens. Kanye's comments were careless. I will say that. His comments were careless. Nobody is supposed to spew hate towards anybody. Regardless of class, color, creed, orientation, religious belief, whatever. Nobody is supposed to hate another person. Respect and love. I want to believe that beneath all of this, as sad as it is, he is trying to have us wake up. And I talk about it here all the time. We need to come together. I talk about it all the time. Well, if this don't wake us up as a community, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Hey, moments. I, I think, you know, Kanye, you know, like out of every bad situation, we can learn some lessons. And I think this is one moment where, as a people, we can learn some lessons. And, you know, Kanye has been a part of the problem. And I feel like he's coming out to spill the tea, like in, in, in some of some of his interviews and you know what you know because i've studied music for 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 for, you know decades and you know even in some of his comment with with uh uh, with in relation to the jewish community and what what is kind of disturbing to me is that it's not even about hate like spewing hate like people are spewing hate all the time but it just seemed like, you know, when you rise in, in power, then you're able to push back. Like, homosexuality, like, um, the LGBTQ community for, for decades, like, hate, hate, kill them, this, that. Nobody w- was cancer because there was no power, right? Now there's power. You dare not say that. Um, the, 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 I think what he was doing, like, in some of his interviews, like, the Jewish community controls the entertainment industry in America. They, they own all of that. And in the history of Americans' um, popular music, no other genre um, would be allowed, was ever allowed or would be allowed to kind of spew hate and, and, and denigrate their own people. And the fact that in the turn of the 80s, like the, the rappers, Kanye is a part of it too. The rappers were incentivized, made millions of dollars in degrading themselves, degrading their women, and nobody had anything to nobody had anything negative to say about it. People just look at it as entertainment. And I dare you to look in any other community. I don't know the words that would be equivalent to the N-word or the B-word in other communities. But I dare you to look in any other community, country and Western, if they have any derogatory word or whatever that describes 
white people or in the Jewish community, like they could be spewing that in music and, 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 and saying it's entertainment. And I believe that, you know, the same way um, from back in the days when the Arsenio Hall was not able to put um, NWA on, on the Arsenio Hall show because they had songs called F the Police or whatever, but, but they're able to go on shows and talk about my end and my this and my that and until it became a part of America's popular culture. Yeah, so I think he's bringing up some of those stuff in all of the garbage that he's spewing. Like he's, he's, he's putting in some of the facts, some of those facts in it too. And I just believe that, I don't know, like I hope he gets help because it's it just kind of sad to see like when black people become billionaires and they're quiet, they're allowed to, to like, you know, for example, um, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan still still to the, the limelight and he has nothing to do with America's social issue or whatever. You're allowed to succeed. But when you become a billionaire, like say like a Bill Cosby and you want to push the envelope, you want to buy satellites so you can take over. You're like, I'm not satisfied just partnering with NBC. I want to take over NBC. Then all of a sudden, these crazy stuff start happening to you. So I think that's a part of the thing that we need to look into. Like any black powers that try to go beyond, something just crazy just happen. Either they get crazy or, or they're, they're killed. But if you're a billionaire and you just do your thing and you're not trying to bring up your community, then you, you, you succeed and you, you, you thrive, you know? So, so I think we need to learn from So you. James, hence why I'm saying we have to learn how to build each other up. Because what's, everything you just said, and I don't know if it's just me, but what I heard is we're still looking for approval from somebody else. And we have put ourselves in that position because we have not learned to respect and love each other and to work together within our community. And that is why they have to take the money and shut up and sit down and be quiet. Yeah, but moments, it's a big, like, it's, it's a bigger issue, though, because the thing is, like, as a community, we're, yeah, we're not united. But to me, it, it just, something is wrong when, like, a Nipsey Hussle trying to bring up people and is dead. You know, like, Michael Jackson tried to do some of the biggest thing that black people ever, ever, any black entertainment, try to take over the business, buy the most expensive music catalog in the world and try to, to go beyond he gets crazy, start sleeping with kids and stuff like that. You know, like all of these stuff. But, but when you're a silent billionaire, because a silent black billionaire, you're good. You're buying all your fancy stuff and you have 20, you know, houses and you have a, a hundred cars parked up. But you're not helping the community. You're not, you're not trying to bring the community along with you. Um, and that's why, you know, we have to look carefully. Because, okay, look at LeBron James though. Like I'm watching him carefully because he's trying to do stuff to bring the community up is there something that's going to happen to him in the near future is lebron james is going to be crazy all of a sudden you know and that's my worry with 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 anything like even africa the black leaders that are stealing billions of dollars the the the, the, the black leaders from the republic of congo that have billions in euro they're alive but the leaders that try to, to unite africa and to try thing they're dead you know, so that's my concern. All right. We're going to take one more comment. I think Sin was going to say something, and then I have to keep it moving. I'm just noticing time is running out. Go ahead, Sin. 
I was kind of with James for a second there, but he mentioned <laughs> Bill Cosby, and so I'm going to just that that I get cringeworthy when like it's very cringeworthy when people mention Bill Cosby and the whole NBC thing and that whole conspiracy theory. But anyways, um, what I was going to say is that we need to stand by Monique. I remember she was vilified when she didn't want to sign the deal and when she was trying to say, hey, I'm worth this. I'm a um, Oscar winner. I have all these accolades. I'm funny. I'm way funnier than whoever else. And so give me my coins. And she got so much backlash from within our community. Oprah and all these other big celebrities there, oh, she's difficult. First of all, name someone in Hollywood that isn't difficult, right? You, when you earn a certain status, you know what I'm saying? You get to demand certain things. So, but of course, when people attach that label, especially to women being difficult, we already know how that's going to go. So I do agree. We do need to support our own. This is why I constantly shop and support my friends and their businesses, and I do not use coupon codes. It's very, very important that we do not get coupons, don't ask for freebies, pay regular price, and support your people that are doing positive things. And don't look to billionaires, don't look to capitalism to solve the answers. Like we need to solve these answers within ourselves. Thank you, Sin. Thank you very much. Well said. We can solve our issues. All right, got to keep it moving. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed to that conversation. How to travel the world and make money at the same time. We live in a world where people are really creating the life they want to live. As society continues to break free from the traditional nine to five culture, people are becoming more and more creative when it comes to what they call work. Since COVID, many had an epiphany and learned life wasn't what it seemed. Those jobs that couldn't be remote became remote. But perhaps most importantly, employees ruled the markets by demanding benefits that included more asynchronous ways of working. The cultural shift has opened doors for people to live on their own terms, like traveling and working. There are several ways to travel the world while also sticking to your craft. And let's take a look at the list. Freelance your skills. Thanks to freelance platforms like Upwork and Fiverr, people can offer their skills to clients worldwide and get paid for them. Website developers, content writers, logo creators, etc. So as long as you have the tools you need, you can do the work from any location. And what's one of the main tools? Get yourself a laptop or a, an iPad, okay? Teach your native language. Going somewhere to teach a language you're fluent in is a way to make money. There is high demand for English, which is a language sought by many individuals and schools. It's known as language tuition. Perform your talent. Look for a gig requiring travel and performance to come on board. If you know how to juggle, maybe you have a traveling circus. Or if you dance, look for shows that need backup dancers. If that fails, many places allow street performers to share their talent and entertain. 
sell your goods and services. If you're good with your hands and make arts and crafts, you can travel the world to sell your goods at local fairs or events. Or if you're a yoga instructor or massage therapist, you may want to see what hotels and resorts are hiring across the globe. As long as you got hustle, the sky is the limit. I was hoping to see travel um, flight attendant on the list. That's not there, but that's another good one. You get to see the world for free. Um, yeah, so think about it. The world is indeed changing. You have more control now than you had before. You no longer have to be tied or what you call it, handcuffed to the desk. Um, yeah, if you want to travel, find something you're good at that will allow you to travel. All right. In sports news, Russian court upholds Brittany Griner's nine-year sentence, story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. A Russian court has upheld a nine-year prison sentence against U.S. basketball player Brittany Griner, prompting renewed calls from the United States for her release. A Moscow-area court on Tuesday rejected an appeal by Griner, who was found guilty and sentenced in August on drug charges in what the White House called another sham judicial proceeding. Griner, a Women's National Basketball Association star and two-time Olympic gold medalist, was arrested at a Moscow airport in February with vape cartridges containing cannabis oil, which, we you know, is illegal in Russia. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Am I surprised? Not really. Not really. Maria Blagovolina, who... um during Griner's appeal hearing, said the punishment imposed does not correspond to the gravity of the crime. Nine years in prison is a sentence that contradicts judicial practice. What's the term we used? Um, she's just a what? She's a pawn in all of this? Yeah. And I think the U.S. was a little too vocal with what they wanted to do what you know yeah you gotta know your opponent look at it as a game of chess think of it as though you're out there on the safari right and you know lions will pray when they're hungry once their stomachs are full they don't really care but when it's time they're gonna watch you and they're gonna study you right they have to study their prey and know when to pounce if they make a lot of noise they won't survive out there in the wild. Go watch Discovery Channel or Animal Planet and look at how they move to get their next meal. Any animal, as a matter of fact, that preys on another as its source. They move in silence. And I think that's one of the issues with the U.S. as they were pursuing her release leading up to the trial. Chat too much. Move in silence. Work behind. You know that these Russians are not here to play. Right? We know that Putin, uh, he ain't taking the time of day. I believe that what they did was more harmful for her. So let's see if now they will just keep quiet and try to do something else. Try another strategy. Just, just keep quiet. Because... I can see from Russia's perspective, how are you going to ask me to release her when you're here funding the Ukraine war? 
that's what they're saying. Whether we agree with the war or not, that's besides the point. That has to be how they're looking at it. You, you really want me to do you all a favor when you're, you're funding a war? Come on. You know, you know, it'd be interesting. Well, it'd be interesting to find out, to know, like, how many people are in America's prison for similar um, things. Like, whether it's, like, you know, bringing up some type of... Just, just put, like, say, weed now. Like, how many persons in, in prison now because they try to smuggle something from a different country and get there um, and the time that they're doing. Yeah, that would be very interesting to, to find out because it... And, and if... If there are other prisoners in Russia too that are Americans that were arrested for similar things, it it, it it's gonna show like this kind of class type of thing that how are you fighting for one person when there are others locked up in prison? Like if 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 there are family members that's watching everything that's going on, that's the feeling that they're gonna feel, and it's it's gonna be like a bit of a dangerous thing for like America to continue pursuing this so aggressively if there. Others that are like, why are nobody talking about our family member that's in, in Russian prison for, for the same thing, you know? All right. Looks a little sticky. Looks a little sticky. In Believe It or Not stories, a California teacher arrested for allegedly hiding a missing teen for nearly two years, story courtesy of Bola Alert. A teacher in California is accused of hiding a teenager who had been missing for nearly two years. Back in March, after going missing for almost two years, 17-year-old uh, Michael Ramirez showed up at his family home. Kat Smith, Ramirez's uh, legal guardian and aunt, said the teen took off from home after getting into an argument with his parents and never came back, according to NBC News. He was 15 at the time. On June 9, 2020, authorities launched a search for the teen. However, the search ended without finding Ramirez. But on March 11, 2022, the teen inexplicably came back home. Come to find out, Ramirez had been staying with the mother of a childhood girlfriend, 61-year-old Olga Castillo Olivares. Olivares has now been charged with detaining a minor with the intent to conceal from a parent and contributing to the delinquency of a minor, NBC News was reporting. She's set to appear in court over Ramirez's disappearance. You can't just hide someone's kid and think that's okay, said KCRA. Olivares, who worked as a second grade teacher with the Alice Burney Public Waldorf School System in the Sacramento City Unified School District, has been placed on administrative leave as the investigation into her involvement continues. She's since been released from jail. Okay, hold on. Let me go back here. What's the reason? Okay, they got into an argument and the child left. Okay. But the 61-year-old who was harboring the child, did they not see it fit to go and have a conversation with the um legal guardian aunt of this this now 17 year old if someone shows up at my door if one of my son's friends show up at the door ah we're gonna have a conversation we're gonna all parties are gonna have to sit down because i'm not gonna be um 
harboring a runaway, knowing that there can be issues. You have to understand the landscape you're in, right? Um, it's not like in another country where you probably run away and you go and you stay with relatives and say, no, I don't want to go back. But even then, I would still be implored to want to reach out and say, hey, your child is here. Your child is safe. Your child doesn't want to come back home. These are the reasons why. Do you, would you like to come over and have a conversation with the child? Can we meet somewhere where, you know, where we can all sit down and talk? Something. That, that would be my approach. I don't know. Far-fetched, probably. I don't know. But two years? No. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, I, you're right. You're right. My, so there's a similar situation happening in my family right now. My brother's daughter, my niece, they got in a fight big fight, something I, I don't know who to believe because I've never trusted that child. Sorry, never trusted her. <laughs> anyway, um, they got in a big fight and she stormed out. She's now 18, maybe 19. I should know the child's age, who cares? Anyway, my, when she arrived at my, she went to my other niece and she's like, okay, come, let's go to, let's go to mommy's house. So she's at my sister's house. And the first thing my sister did when she walked in, she's like, what's going on? Her daughter told her what's going, what's happening. I said, okay, fine. Sit down. Give me a minute. She calls her brother, my brother, and like, just want to let you know your child is safe. She's at my house. Exactly what you said, moments. Exactly what you do. Your child is safe. She's at my house. I can't talk to you right now, but let's talk later. Right. It became an argument because there, she's. I mean, my brother is still so very upset about whatever happened between him and his daughter. But it's so like I talked to my mom this week, and I'm like. So is everything back? Is the girl back to her house yet? I'm not saying her name. She's so like, nope. She's still staying with your sister. And this is now a month and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. But at least their parents know where they are, you know? Exactly. They're not in the street someplace. And that's what you do. The first thing you do is you call and you say, your child is here. They are safe. Come and get your kid or let me know what you want me to do. Right. Done. Yeah. Thank you, Sanat. That's what you have. You got to protect yourself. As much as you're helping, you have to protect yourself. You might think you are acting in the best interest of the child, but you have to cover yourself. CYA all day. All right, please. In entertainment news, Marlon Wayans shares his thoughts on how white chicks would hold up today. If a joke is going to get me canceled, thank you for doing me that favor. Ah, yep. The, 20, the 2004 comedy White Chicks is a Wayans Brothers masterpiece that we all love. However, how would it hold up today? Marlon Wayans, who starred in the film alongside his brother, Sean, says he isn't too sure today's climate could handle such a movie. I think they're needed. I don't know what planet we're on where you think people don't need laughter and that people need to be censored and canceled, said Wayans during a recent interview with BuzzFeed. If a joke is going to get me canceled, thank you for doing me that favor. It's sad that society is in this place where we can't laugh anymore. He added that he would not be taking advice from the younger generations or industry execs. I'm not listening to this generation. I'm not listening to these folks, these scared ass people, these scared executives, Wayans continued, adding that he plans on moving the same way he always has as a comedian when it comes to telling jokes. Y'all do what y'all want to do. Great. 
I'm still going to tell jokes the way I tell them. And if you want to make some money, jump on board. And if not, then I'll find a way to do it myself. I know my audience. My audience comes to my shows every weekend and they leave feeling great and laughing. One thing about the Wayans, we've always told the worst joke the best way. All right then, Marlon. They're their own industry, though. Who started it? What's the name of the brother that started it? Was it Keenan? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He had a vision. But a lot um quite a few people have passed through his hands. Um Jennifer Lopez because what was the name of that show? She was a fly girl. Oh my gosh. Um In Living Color. That's it. Yes. In Living Color. In Living Color that um propelled the career of J-Lo that propelled Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey Carrey is today forever grateful to the Wayans for um, giving him his opportunity, his break. And Tommy Davidson. Yep. 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 And quite a few more. Well, um, and then the singers, the artists that used to sing like Jodeci and and those people. Yeah. They created opportunity. What I, I, I liked to see their um example of how a family pulls together don't they have their arguments i'm sure they they do it's a large family right i'm sure they have their arguments i sure they have their disagreements and their differences and their their butt heads and probably curse each other out but at the end of the day they come out as a unified front and i think everybody works in the business Everybody has a role. You know which other families like that too, the Winans. Did I say her last name right? CCBB Winan, that that family? Yeah. Gotta pull together. That's the way to do it. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna take a little break and then we have Caribbean Corner. We're going until 1230 today, all right? Uh Caribbean Corner is packed with a bunch of things. But Gotta take a little break. Perishencia. Ashencia from Ish ENT. No man can't send me ever beg him. I know my style that put me Kyle to him. Mope we flop that. Hear me have me when I'm on it. Hear me got that. Oh 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 oh. And as me step in, every girl I feel like chat can't chat to my face only behind back. Some girl I walk for them one just for mine man. That's a no no. Now write yourself, come my attitude stink like be a gun. Couple mil, yes, see them in a recall. Different currency, I travel like me at the traffic car. Them say me hype, <laughs> me a feel off. Them lucky, some in a show off. Me no depend but nobody because me have me, me money. Can't tell me off, spend it cause I feel me, me money. No depend but nobody because me have me, me money. Can't tell me off, spend it cause I feel me, me money. Independent girl, real number one trending girl. Now, if you check when me spending girl, I'll make 
Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QNZRadio.com. And a big thank you to everyone listening online, ChanoRadio.com. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today we're crushing on our dance song. For a dance hall, ladies. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Have moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Quality music while you work or play. Don't forget to log on to www.qmzradio.com for quality music to get you through your day. You want to build a vibe and party right through your day? Download the Jano Radio app. J A H K N O Jano Radio. It is available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Take us on the go. And them mother girl no ready, 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 me say. I know you see this bumper heavy, 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 yeah. Caution sign, cause me will damage you. Better brace yourself when me back it up. 
coming up right after Twinkle, Caribbean Corner. Our Caribbean corner stores are courtesy of Caribbean.lootnews.com. First up, OECS backs continued push for self determination on BVI. Members of the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, OECS, have called on the United Kingdom government to remove the order in council, which has the power to suspend the British Virgin Islands' constitution. The UK government filed the order in council in the Privy Council in June as a safety measure to ensure officials on the BVI implement reforms meant to address governance concerns which are highlighted in a Commission of Inquiry report. If the order is used, the UK government can impose direct rule on the British Virgin Islands. The heads of government and political representatives met last week at the 72nd meeting of the OECS Authority to discuss the reform process on the British Virgin Islands. A statement from the BVI government said 23% of the reforms have been completed. Hmm. That's interesting. The OECS has called on the United Kingdom to respect the democratic and human rights of British Virgin Islanders. Wow. That's another feather in the cap for the UK. Next up, a helper applies for PR twice and waited, well, had to wait many years. But then wins the case. This story is out of the Cayman Islands. A Cayman Islands Court of Appeal judgment dated September 16, 2022, stated that the Immigration Appeals Tribunal, IAT, acted illegally, irrationally, and unreasonably by summarily dismissing the appeal of Mrs. Jack Chowty, a lady who applied for permanent residency on two occasions. Bearing much in common with many other cases, Mrs. Chowdhury's story started in February 1997 when she came to Cayman from Jamaica on a work permit. During this time, she worked as a domestic helper for various employers and then as a kitchen helper or dishwasher in a restaurant. By February 2005, she was married and had a son born in Grand Cayman. In February 2005, she also applied for permanent residence for the first time with her husband and their son as her dependents. However, her application was refused by the Caymanian Status and Permanent Residency Board by letter dated August 10, 2007, because at that time, as she was only awarded 90 points and not the 100 points required under the applicable point system. 
Mrs. Jack Chowdy then appealed the board's decision on April 29, 2007, and the IAT awarded her further points for community service, taking her to 95 points. Not having met the 100 points required, she was advised to apply for a final one-year work permit, and she worked under that condition until May 2013. Mrs. Jack Chowdy then applied for permanent residency for a second time, May 7, 2013. In her 2013 application, Mrs. Jack Chowdy relied on evidence of the impending purchase of a parcel of land on which a home was to be built, which could have earned her up to a maximum of 20 points if she could demonstrate that this was an investment in the Cayman Islands. Unfortunately, she received no points for this investment, leaving her with a total of 84 points. The board's reasoning for not awarding any points for investment is as follows. The appellant did not provide evidence of any investment in property in the islands nor in a local business. Therefore, no points were awarded under this category. So it's safe to say that if you're seeking to gain um, residency status or citizenship status in a foreign country, a fellow island, you want to set up yourself right, right? But what is this point system? I'm going to have to do some research. What is this point system? You have to have 100 points to qualify. She said that she has land, but that didn't qualify. I don't know. For her to get um, the remaining points that was needed to get her up to 100. Anybody familiar with the process in, in the Cayman Islands? Or we need to do some research. Anybody can explain it? I, I think a, a lot of the islands do it. It's, um, it's the same thing as like, you know, like they have the program um, Citizen by Investment. Mm -hmm. You heard of that program, right? Yes, I'm familiar with that, yeah. Yeah, which a lot of the, the Caribbean countries um, use. But to me, that's like, that's like a discriminatory system because people that normally get in in that systems are, are mostly like millionaire or billionaire, like Americans, uh, mostly white. And, you know, people who sometimes, like some of these islands, like Cayman, Bermuda, um, Bahamas, sometimes they, they are short like, in terms of, like, um, human resources. And they send to, you know, they allow people to come and work. And to have people going in and working and building your economy for, for decades and not have the opportunity to be, like, a citizen, even... You know, people that have clean, you know, that you don't have police record, a criminal record, you don't have, um, you're upstanding and you invest in that country, like your, your time and your, your, your human resources and stuff like that. And they can put you out. It's, it's, it's not a good system. And, and it's similar to Jamaica, that's why, that's why you see in Jamaica, no, no, all these millionaires can come and buy property and Jamaicans are pushed to the side, you know? So yeah, it's not good. Is that in um, Bermuda? Because this is in the I know Cayman for, Islands. This is the Cayman Islands. Oh, no. I, I was talking about... Oh, uh, oh, oh I'm what, sorry. But James <laughs> is talking because in the Cayman... Well, first, first they want you to have a set of amount of money, even here in America, because they don't want anybody to come put any strain on their economy. So that's one. Um, but I know for the Cayman Islands, though, they're...
I don't know the exact path, but there is a path to citizenship if you get the job in Jamaica and go there and work. It's hell to get it, but you can because one of my sister, um, she and her husband went to the Cayman Islands. He worked at a, as an accountant, and uh, she was in mass communication. And they're both Caymanian citizens now, and they worked there for years. So there is a path. So I, I just think people don't know okay how to go about it i'm just what i want to learn about is the point system and how it works right um what are the various things community service what kind of community service do you have to do to earn points right um, it's in the chat right now the i found a link um okay. so i put it in the chat because i'm not sure about the grenada story if you read that already uh hold on let me see open, open. i didn't want to change your pin link no 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 you no go ahead and put it at the top go ahead and put it at the top Sinet. I don't know why this thing, you know, Clubhouse is annoying me today. I'm not sure. Um, put it at the top, Senate. Go right ahead. Okay, let me click on it from there. Go to link. Cayman Islands. All right. Thank you, Senate. So, occupation. Six, 15 points. Uh, what's this one? Education, training, and experience. I need my glasses. Professional or vocational education, training, and experience. That's 25 points. Number three, factor number three, investments in real property and or locally licensed company, 30 points. Factor four, financial stability, cash and savings held locally, salary and income, 15 points. Community-minded integration into the Caymanian community, contributions directly impacting Caymanians, contributions directly impacting the community, that's 20 points. Factor number six, history and culture test. Test on Caymanian history, tradition, customs, and current events, 20 points. Possessing close Caymanian connection, parent, grandparent, child, or sibling of a Caymanian, and Cuban nationals who hold permission to reside in the islands, on the basis of a close Caymanian family connection. Uh, 100 points. Factor eight, demographic and cultural diversity. Points are awarded based on an applicant's country of origin. Countries with fewer residents represented well or represented will receive more points than countries with higher degrees of representation. 10 points. Factor number nine, age distribution. Points are allocated based on the number of year, of working years that an applicant has remaining before retirement. 10 points. Deductible components, factor number 10, criminal convictions, health issues, administrative fines levied, inadequate pension, mistreatment of fellow workers, 100 points may be deducted. Wow. Okay. But this seems pretty consistent with what other countries also require right so you want to have something you just got to follow the rules and earn your points but what's interesting for me is the Cayman Islands they're part of the Commonwealth and Jamaica is a part of the Commonwealth you would think they would have a better understanding I don't know but then again, it's their country. They choose to do what it is that they choose to do. Yeah. I think I think our skills is what kind of because um, I know like even in in Canada when you're they they have a I think a skill worker program. So 
people that have the, a particular type of skill that they're looking for. Like, say, for example, if, you know, if you're a nurse, if you're, like, engineer or stuff like that, you will, you will gain points and you'll be able to, to apply for your own permanent resident and citizenship, even mm -hmm. from Jamaica. Okay. But, but, like, if you're, like, a hairdresser, which, which would be, like, at the bottom, you know, hairdresser or barber or stuff like that, they don't really consider those, you know, the type of thing that can gain your citizenship. So I think maybe that's where she faltered because okay. she's a hairdresser. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, next story. Grenado, lawyer recommends pardon for simple marijuana convictions. A member of the recently established Commission on Cannabis Legislation and Regulation has warned that the legalization of marijuana will not happen overnight and in the interim is recommending that persons 25 years and under who are, who are charged, convicted, and or imprisoned for simple cannabis possession be pardoned by the Governor General. This thing is not going to happen overnight. It is going to take time, said Attorney Anselm Cloudon, who represents the Ministry of Legal Affairs on the Commission. He told reporters, for example, we have laws on the book that prohibits possession of any quantity from one marijuana cigarette joint to how much for possession of trafficking. Cloudon is of the opinion that while the laws relating to cannabis are under review, the government should clean the records of those who have this criminal conviction against their names. There is a need to signal to the public, and I will show advice that persons, young persons, 25 and under, that were charged, some imprisoned or convicted, that a pardon could be given to them now. Yeah, we need that. Oh, this just popped up. I have to read this one. Antigua and Barbuda, one step closer to having a sex offender registry. Do we have that in Jamaica? Do we have a sex offender registry in Jamaica? Anybody knows? Need to check that out. But Antigua and Barbuda will soon be able to keep tabs on sex offenders and promote public safety once the Sex Offenders Register Bill 2022 is passed in the upper house. On Monday, Parliament passed the bill which aims to reduce incidents of sexual reoffending through monitoring convicted sex offenders. The sharing of sex offender information with participating jurisdictions within the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States and for other matters connected or incidental thereto. The bill was first brought before the House of Representatives in July 10. It was then the subject of public consultation due to concerns raised by some members of Parliament. The need to strike a balance between protecting potential victims of sexual crimes and respecting the constitutional rights of sex offenders was a major sticking point during the public discourse surrounding the Sex Offenders Register Bill. But on Monday, the piece of legislation saw the support of all members of parliament, including the member for Barbuda, Trevor Walker, and the leader of the opposition in parliament, Jamal Pringle. All right, that's a move in a good direction. Got to protect our young folks as best as we can. And let, and let the predators <laughs> learn that it will not be tolerated. Go right ahead, James. Sorry, um, did you just say like a part... When you're reading, did you say sexual offender rights? Do they have rights? Did I say rights? If I said rights? Yeah, like... Surrounding yeah, when you're sex offenders it, register bill. I hope I didn't say rights. No, there are no... They don't. No, like, apart, apart of what you're reading, you were saying that the sticking point was, like, um, sexual offender rights. Okay, hold on. Isn't that... I heard... Yeah, because I'm like, they have rights? 
the need to strike a balance between okay i see what you're saying the need to strike a balance between protecting potential victims of sexual crimes and respecting the constitutional rights yeah they do have constitutional rights everybody has constitutional rights regardless of what crime everybody has constitutional rights james unfortunately right got it james yeah but but i think if 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 you're if you're a sexual offender you have been charged of an offense you give up your your rights the, i think the victims have more rights so so the victim rights should trump your rights because allowing sexual offender to walk without a registry you're exposing more people to to you know like that that person could go in 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 like live in a school zone or whatever and be targeting other kids but if there's a a, a registry then you know that there are certain boundaries so i think you know the, the the rights of the kids like should um trump like whatever human rights you have right uh, or you give up when when, when you do, do something like that there there are a lot of bills that need to be addressed throughout the caribbean right um and they're old they're archaic they need to be revised and revamped and we spoke about one just recently the one where the woman um took her husband to court in the bahamas However, couldn't go any further with it because as per laws written, a husband cannot rape his wife. Right? So here again, we may have, um, we may find discrepancies, we may not agree, but unfortunately the laws protect so many people and say, and the judge's hands are tied, they have to go by the laws. And that's why I'm saying there needs to be a review of the laws throughout the Caribbean and even here in the U.S. as well, because some things just don't make sense anymore. And let us remember that a lot of these laws were written to protect offenders. Let's remember that, too, because who were the offenders? Let's not forget that part, too, right? So they are archaic. Things have changed. Time has changed. We've moved on. We need to have some revamping, right? Some doing away with some of these laws that we have in place. I don't know if it's a task any government wants to take on because it is going to be time consuming. It is going to be costly, but I think it's worth doing it. It is worth doing it for sure. All right, so that was the story out of Antigua and Barbuda. We head on down to St. Lucia for our next story. Mexican company to launch premium tequila in St. Lucia. Mexican company Hijole is looking to introduce its premium silver tequila to St. Lucia and the wider Caribbean. Tequila lovers may now experience a little bit of Mexico by trying a bottle of the highly acclaimed 100% blue agave tequila. According to Anthony Jabor, the company's managing director, Hijole Silver Tequila is not only manufactured from 100% blue agave with no added sugars, but it also tastes so good that lime and salt are not necessary. Is it going to give Tito's a run for its money? I want to taste this one. I want to taste this one. Yeah. I like tequila, so I wonder how I can get Me a bottle. Too. Yeah. And moments, a yes. little hint. Very low calories in tequila. Sarah. That's the diet drink we want to have. Yes. yes. 
But what I like about Tito's is that you don't get a hangover. So I hope this one doesn't, you don't get a hangover from this one, right? I haven't, I haven't had Tito's yet, but um, I'm not, I'm not those brand loyal. I like tequila. I'm like, yeah, I like tequila. I'll have whatever tequila I get. <laughs> I used to love Patron, but ever since Tito's came along, Tito's to my thing. Yep. Love Tito's. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm digging, digging a little deeper. So you will not be left with hangovers. Yes, I'm here for this one. I want to try this one. I need to get my hand on a bottle of this one. Hihole. The bottle is kind of cute too. We, we go a little further south. Trinidad and Tobago police launch probe into murder of four people, including a toddler. Trinidad and Tobago police are appealing for the public's assistance as they probe the shooting deaths of four people, including a three-year-old boy gunned down in Diego Martin, west of Trinidad, as they were returning from a wedding on Sunday. If there is CCTV footage, we will use it. Witnesses will be interviewed. Thorough investigations are underway. And once again, I'm appealing to anyone who has information that can lead to the capture and arrest of these murderers to come forward and that's according to acting police commissioner MacDonald jacob he urged persons to put aside their erroneous rhetoric about not being able to trust the police and help solve the shootings of 27 year old chelsea julianne her boyfriend akil Kiron gloucester their 22 year old friend marcus marky noel 31 year old nicholas owen his girlfriend khadija velbara and their three-year-old son nizam Police said they were ambushed by gunmen as they drove in a vehicle with Jacob urging eyewitnesses not to sit on information that that can not only help a family, but all of us to heal from this attack that affects everyone. Veteran broadcaster and actress Leonie Forbes has died. Theater icon and broadcaster Leonie Forbes passed away at the age of 85 years old. She reportedly died on Tuesday. In a, short, in a tweet a short while ago to his official Twitter page, Prime Minister Andrew Holness said her name is synonymous with Jamaica and with Jamaican theatre and broadcast. She was always an elegant, gracious woman whose voice commanded both respect and admiration. We say thanks to Leone for her contribution to Jamaican arts and culture, and we express our deep sadness at her passing, the tweet added. The actress and former radio and television broadcaster was born on June 14. According to the National Library of Jamaica, she grew up in Kingston as an only child. She attended St. George's Preparatory, Marywood Elementary, Michael Practicing, Kingston Senior, Excelsior College, and Durham College. Forbes played leading roles in 12 pantomimes and acted in plays such as Sea Mama, Miss Unusual, The Rope and the Cross, Old Storytime, and Champagne and Sky Juice, the National Library of Jamaica said. Forbes also authored a book called The Re-Entry into Sound, along with Alma Mock Yen, formerly of the U.S. Radio Education Unit. This is a standard text used to train broadcasters all over the Caribbean. Among the honors and awards Forbes received over the years are My Life in the Theater, 
medal by the Mexican Theatre Center of the International Theatre Institute for Outstanding Theatre Personalities of Latin America and the Caribbean. She achieved that in 2001. In 1980, Order of Distinction Officer Class, Government of Jamaica, Silver Musgrave Medal, Centenary Medal, and in 1973 was awarded Bronze Musgrave Medal. May her soul rest in peace. The search is on for a 13-year-old St. Andrew girl gone missing in Portmore, Jamaica. An Ananda alert has been activated and a search is on for 13-year-old Christine Weathers, otherwise called Chrissy of Harvey Road, St. Andrew, who has been missing since Sunday, October 23. She is of brown complexion, stout build, and about 5'5", 5 feet 5 inches tall. Reports from the Hunts Bay Police are that Christine was last seen in Portsmouth, Portmore, St. Catherine, wearing a pink blouse, black tights, and a pair of multicolored slippers with a black knapsack bag. She has not been heard from since then. Anyone knowing the whereabouts of Christine Weathers is being asked to contact the Hunts Bay Police or call 119 or go to the nearest police station. I do hope they find this young girl. We're having too many missing children. We need to find her and bring her home. All right. Our next story, Tourism Minister says tackling crime is everybody's responsibility. Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett has declared or has declared that tackling issues relative to crime and violence in Jamaica is not only the responsibility of the government, but rather the responsibility of every citizen. Bartlett made the point while lamenting that the scourge of lawlessness sweeping across the country has been making it difficult to successfully market the country. I really hate to say it, but I have to say it because this confidence that we're seeing in business is being deeply undermined by the antisocial behavior of our people. It is not easy and it is not an easy call for tourism minister to market with these issues. It is not an easy call for an investment minister to bring investment with these issues. According to Bartlett, issues relative to antisocial behavior, including crime, are not foreign issues. These are local issues generated by our people. It is our responsibility, not one man's responsibility, not an agency's responsibility, not even a government's responsibility. It is the nation's responsibility. It is our responsibility, brothers and sisters all, to stem this tide of lawlessness and insecurity and crime and instability that is facing us, he indicated. While reiterating his call for every Jamaican to play his or her part in fighting crime, he said multi-million dollar investments will mean nothing if we don't deal with the issue. There is a new complex, which is valued at over U.S. $100 million, which will not only feature resort-style residential rooms, but will also see the construction of commercial spaces in Montego Bay's hip strip. And I'm just going to jump right into the next article because I somehow want to think it may be tied to it. And the headline for that one is Jamaicans again excluded from the U.S. green card lottery.
Jamaicans are among the nationalities excluded from participating in the U.S. Diversity Immigrant Visa Program or Visa Lottery for 2024 due to the volume of immigrants who have entered the North American country from the Caribbean island over the last five years. The country continues to exceed the maximum number of immigrants to be eligible, but some people in Delaware believe the exclusion is unjust. According to registered nurse Crystal Garland from Newark, Delaware, who has roots in Jamaica and Panama and spoke to WHYY News, she knows many from South America, the Caribbean and Jamaica who work hard and deserve to be able to provide for their families in the U.S. The 2024 application process opened on October 5 and is, is set to close on November 8, providing approximately 55 thousand people with the chance to win a green card through a lottery in which candidates are randomly selected to be eligible for entry into the lottery candidates must have at least a high school diploma or have worked within the last five years and have completed two years of training only applicants from countries with rates of immigration to the u.s fewer than 50,000 immigrants over the previous five years will be eligible Research showed that on average, just above 10,000 Jamaicans migrate to the U.S. each year. Jamaicans began migrating in large numbers to the U.S. in the 1960s. About 10,000 Jamaicans migrated to the U.S. legally from 1960 to 1965. However, the number skyrocketed in succeeding years, 62,700 between 1966 and 1970, 61,500 between 1971 and 1975, 80,600 between 1976 to 1980, 81,700 between 1981 and 1984. To an aggregate of about 300,000 documented immigrants in just under a quarter of a century. Along with, uh, with, along with Jamaica, other countries that are not eligible to participate in the 2024 Diversity Immigrant Visa Program include Bangladesh, Brazil, Canada, China, including Hong Kong, Colombia, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Haiti, Honduras, India, Mexico, Nigeria, Pakistan, Philippines, Republic of Korea, which includes South Korea, United Kingdom, except Northern Ireland and its dependent territories, Venezuela and Vietnam. Advocates have pushed back against the exclusion of countries, saying that the educational restriction and the exclusion of developing countries are unfair. All right. So I want to jump back to the first one. The first one. Tackling crime is everybody's responsibility. I have to agree. It is everyone's responsibility. From top to bottom, bottom to top. It's everybody's responsibility. How are we going to address the issue as a whole? What can we do on an individual level to tackle crime within our beloved country? What can we do? I think one of the first things that needs to happen as a blanket is corruption needs to be addressed. Trust needs to be rebuilt, if it was ever there. 
but there needs to be trust. I thought it was just Jamaica and the U.S., but there are other Caribbean islands that there is a lack of trust between the police and the communities that they serve. How do we go about fixing that tear, that gap, that part that has threaded out, you know? How do we fix that? How do we rebuild and strengthen the relationship there so that the, the community will feel safe going to the police, knowing that they can trust the police because the police are not corrupt? And I'm not saying every police is. That's not what I'm saying. But there are a couple elements that travel that road, right? It's real. Let's keep it real. And unfortunately, because of them, it's always the few bad apples, right, that spoil it for everybody else. There needs to be a lot of work, a lot of um, community relations, them getting into the communities, showing the people that, hey, we're here for you. We're here to support you. We care about your concerns. So there needs to be that rebuilding taking place. And I think it starts there. That's where it starts. Now, if you address that and people have rebuilt their trust or regained trust in the armed police and the forces that be, then they'll be more willing to work along with the police and not take on the CM blind here and deaf approach. Yeah. Yeah, one moment. I think I think it starts from the government have have to have the desire to, to, to solve crime in order for that's a start. And I don't you know, I don't think like in our lifetime any of the government has displayed that they have the desire. It just seemed like they're comfortable because it seemed like they benefit from the crime, right? So if they don't have the desire to, to, to solve it, it's not gonna be solved. Um, and it's funny that towards the tourism minister is saying that because um, in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a report done on the North Coast and at that time, and I'm sure it still stands today, at that time, the infrastructure from um, Ocho Rios to Negril, the, the, the entire North Coast, um, was more than the entire country, um, other parishes combined. Um, they, in terms of the, the value of all of those um, billion dollar Jamaican, in, in Jamaican dollars, hotels that, that were going up, um, I don't remember who did the study, but it was in the billions. That was over 20 years ago. It was in the billions in U.S. dollars in terms of infrastructure, in terms of um, possible revenue from tax from taxes in the hotel industry. It was in the it was in the billions too. And there, you know, like from time to time, there are Jamaicans in the diaspora. There are Jamaicans um, from the private sector organization of Jamaica that have given their um, ideas to government and they just shelf it. And one of the ideas that was given back then was to create like a North Coast municipal where the revenue from Ocho Rios to Negril, tax revenue would stay in that, in that area and it would help to develop the area. Because one of the findings out of that research too was that 
from Negril to, to Montego Bay, that side, people were living in some of the most deplorable conditions in the country. And the people that did the research were saying it, it, it just don't make sense. Mathematically, it just don't make sense that all of these hotels that value in the, in the billions of US dollars from, for the entire North Coast and the potential tax revenue and um, the jobs that could come out of those hotels and that people were still living in deplorable condition in those areas, even though um, Jamaica has more hotels than the entire Caribbean, other Caribbean islands combined. So it didn't make sense. And yeah, the government, they, they got, they got the, 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 the it, it was presented um, in something like a manifesto and was handed over to the government at the time and nothing. Nothing. So they're so not. So in that manifesto, they had a pr crime problem solving um, portion, James. No, because what they were saying, they were saying that um, if we're going to say that crime is um, comes out of like poverty, like you know, poverty is like breeding ground for crime. What they were saying in that, just use the North Coast as like a a feasibility type of study. Mm -hmm. Try it. Try it with the North Coast, um, because they, they they are saying that the 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 investors that are investing in these hotels, they have a stake in the North Coast being like a safe place for people to come. Okay. So, so stick up in, stick up in. My question, my next question, based on what you just said, in the manifesto, how were they going to improve? The communities. What were they supposed to do to the, the hotels? What were they supposed to do to improve these communities? No, because what what they were saying in the manifesto is that in in other countries, like say like I'll use Canada for example. Um, even though Canada is one country, there's municipal, there's federal, and there's provincial. Um, the government. What they were recommending is that since the North Coast is so much billions of dollars in infrastructure and tax. Um, possible tax revenue, use it as a test run and all the tax revenue from the North Coast, from those hotels, would not spread across Jamaica. It would stay in um, on the North Coast. They would use it to, to fix road, to, to improve housing condition. Um, they would work out, um, like say, minimum wage for like hotel workers so that hotel workers are, are making livable, wa livable wages. And they would they were saying that it would it, it would kind of trickle down into like the, the the craft the craft vending like the the, the food shops the, the 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 grocery stores within the north coast and it's something that they could they could do for like a 20 year period and see if it has like a real effect and then they could do it i think portmore was mentioned too let me ask like a question james so you're saying yeah. then that they would just go and fix people's houses just Fix people house like that, right? No, not fix people houses, but but what they would do, better schools, you know, more running water because at the time, like there are places without running water, and people were going to work in hotels and could even turn on the pipe and shower before they go to hotel. They have to go river or catch water or whatever. They were talking about fixing the infrastructure, partnering with the hotel okay. industry, okay. and the hotel industry would agree at that time that look. We're going to come up with a, a, a minimum wage for hotel workers, a livable wage that people that are going into hotels serving steak, lobster to, to, to guests mm -hmm. are not going home 
to just drink water and go to their bed. That oh. they'll have a, a livable wage. And it would it would um trickle down into the, the whole North Coast economy and then they could see like if something like that would work. But the government did nothing. Okay. All right. So what is our recommendation? What is your recommendation today now? Let's fast forward to today. To what what would you recommend as a way to individuals? Because remember, I'm going off for what um the minister is saying, right? The minister of tourism, he's saying it's everybody's responsibility. I gave my suggestion. What what suggestion do you have? as ownership in um tackling crime in in jamaica for me i think you know they have to listen to people in the diaspora more um they have to they have to take outside counsel like because uh, people go all over the world and 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 people excel in whatever um skills that that they're doing all over the world and they have that information and not being able to come back to the Jamaica government and say, look, you know, I'm working in France and the railway system there or whatever. I, let me show you how we could develop our infrastructure or whatever. Like, take advice from, from the diaspora. Um, invest more. There, there, are, there are a lot of micro-leaching. I said it before in this room. There are a lot of micro-leachings out of Jamaica. No, we're not talking. No, 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 no. You, 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 you. We're not focusing on Michael Leach. We're talking about no, no, but, individual no, but that's my, responsibility. No, but that's my individual. Okay. I'm saying, like, use, I'm saying, use these people more. Like, invite these people to Jamaica and let them be a part of Jamaica going forward. Like, in, instead, because look at um, Boot Stewart is a perfect example. Boot Stewart was helped by the government back in the day to acquire Sanders and become a, a billionaire. And Bustiwat, a lot of Jamaicans benefit from Bustiwat more than any of the other hotels in Jamaica. You know, a lot of people benefit when, when he took over Air Jamaica. So investing, like, partnering with people in the diaspora to come back, instead of selling out Jamaica to foreigners, just say, like, get two billionaires that live in France, America, Canada, or whatever, and say, look, we want to sell out, we want to sell this part of um, JPS or whatever. But we want Jamaica to have a, a stake ownership in it. Instead of selling it to foreigners, selling it to, you know, so Jamaicans are empowering Jamaicans and not. Because okay. the Chinese and the Europeans, when they come, they're seeing dollars and cents. They don't see people. Jamaican millionaires are people that, a lot of them that live over the world, they, they came from nothing. And they have an interest in seeing other Jamaicans succeed too. Okay. You know? So, I, so I, what I'm understanding is that let us use our own investors to rebuild, to provide opportunities. Let's in make it yes. make it um, attractive for our own people to want to return. Okay, anybody else wants to um, make any suggestion on how we can tackle crime? Because it's all it's our it's everybody's responsibility, right? So, what else can be done to tackle crime in Jamaica? I have nothing, so I'm going to just say I have nothing. <laughs> that was um, that was uh, that was a lot. Okay. So, if you can find me one state or one country in our diaspora that has found the secret to tackling crime, 
then we can use that as a map to go further. Yep. We need a case study. But if we don't have that, you need a case study. If you don't have that, I, I don't see crime halting in any way. And I personally don't feel that. Um, I think I heard the comment before that says they don't want to handle crime. I won't say that for everybody. I wouldn't right. throw that statement out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard road ahead. Seems to be getting worse. And um, the, the truth is you can't rely on government to do everything. Government, this government, that government, this government can do everything. Because I'll tell you something. If you sit and wait for government to do everything, you'll reach nowhere. We have to be yep. proactive. Hold on, James. We have to be proactive. Right? Yes, we pay taxes. Yes, we believe the government should have a better foothold. But the truth is, we have to face the truth. It's not happening. So we, if we say we love ourselves, love our country, we have to try and fix our issues. Right? Because I tell you, if you are wait on government for do everything for you, and this is a global issue where everybody wants to wait on government, government, government. If you sit on our wait on government, and I go wait till Jesus come back for the world. Okay. Um, go ahead, James, and then I'm gonna. Yeah, but but moments like the basic um function of a government is to create an environment for the people of whatever country to, to thrive in it. I agree, and but if they have never provided it, what do we do in the meantime, James? No, but they're they're the, the same way the same way Singapore came and studied our political system and our system and benefited from it. Jamaica can go out there, their systems. I, I mentioned Bermuda before. Bermuda is a perfect system that, and Jamaica, the Jamaican government and the Bermudan government have a wonderful relationship. Bermuda Army trains in Jamaica every single year. You know, like um, Bermuda and Jamaica history goes back to like over a hundred years. Um, native Bermudans are like, and Jamaican culture are wrapped up. You know, their first national era in Bermuda of Jamaican is from Jamaican descendant. Bermuda has a system in place where if you're coming to invest in the country, in, in tourism, right? You have to partner with a local person. How does Just Bermuda, imagine, but James, how does Bermuda tackle crime? No, but that's what I'm saying. We're, we're okay. linking crime to, we're, we're linking crime to opportunity, okay, like job okay, opportunity. Okay, okay, okay. We're linking crime to job opportunity and poverty, right? So, so just imagine how much thousand hotel in Jamaica and 99.9% .9 of them are foreign investment. The only two, only sandals and super clubs are like Jamaican um, hotels. All the others are, are foreign owned, most of the others. Just imagine all of these foreign investors looking at Jamaica and say, look, these beaches are nice, the climate, this and that, we're going to invest there. If they had to go to a system where they have to make sure a Jamaican have 10% worth in, in the hotel. How many Jamaicans would be millionaires or billionaires in Jamaican dollars now that would be helping other people in the community if that was the process? If you couldn't just walk into Jamaica, like a place and buy it right out 100%. You know, they can do stuff like that. I mentioned before, they have a Bermuda have a, a minimum wage for hospitality for the hospitality industry. And for someone that has worked in the hospital in the industry for 
for, for decades. When you go to Sanders, when you go to a lot of these places, some of these people are serving shrimp, lobster, steak, and they're going home to open a tin of mackerel with some white rice. They can't afford. They're serving all these stuff because what they're making is nothing. And, and when you go to some of these hotels and you see they have the badge on them, like, please don't tip me, that's insulting. You know, you're going to tell a foreigner that come to, to, to have a good time in your country, you can't tip. The people that that's serving you, you, you can't know, James, the people that spread your bed. You're gonna, you're probably gonna hate me for this one, but you know something, I don't mind that. Don't tip me. You know why? If I own a hotel, I'm gonna see to it that my employees are well paid, where they don't have to rely on tips. Because let me tell you something. You see that tip, 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 tip. By the time you're done, your broker and maga dog was sitting on a wharf. I look for bread. Yeah, then pay so, them. That's what you, I'm you saying. If I owned them. a hotel, that's what I would do. I would see to it that my, um, you know, when you go to the restaurants and if you're a party of six or more, they automatically slip in that 18% gratuity. You have no choice. So I'm not sure what, how the tourism sector is set up now in Jamaica and how the pay um, goes and what their tipping policies are. But what I, I would do if I were a hotelier, I would include it in the cost of the package so as not to take away from the experience. Because I have been in a situation before <laughs> where um, you tip them and I stand up and look at you. They stand up and look at you. And you're like, Okay, can I help you? This is all you really give me. Uh, that's what I have. Right? So I would probably recommend that they move away from tipping to including the gratuity into the salary, uh, into the, the um, guests' um, package cost and pass it on to the workers. That, that's a recommendation yeah, but, I would But moment, they, they do that already. The, the thing with that is that in the hotel industry in Jamaica, they are allowed to pay below minimum wage. Like what, what hoteliers, what workers are getting basic, they're getting below minimum wage. That's what they're getting in and, Jamaica, below minimum wage? Yes. Okay. And we then, to, and then, they tap, then they tap it up with the gratuity to make it look like they're making. When they put the, the gratuity on it, because what they do, they pull the gratuity and, and they split it by percentage. Like if you're a manager, like based on seniority, if you're like a full-time worker or a casual worker, um, your gratuity looks different. The gratuity, like when I used to work at the hotel, like for example, if I would get 2,000 off of the week, sometimes the gratuity would be like 2,005. So like I'm walking away with 4,005. And that, that is disgusting because they are, they, they, they are pretty much using the gratuity to pay the workers. That's what they're pretty much doing. All right. Hold on a second. I think somebody else was trying to say something. Uh, James, go right ahead. Is it Javette? It was me. Oh. Yeah, James. I'm really trying. Wait, who was that? I heard somebody else. Hold on. No, I'm after you, Javette. Go ahead. Go ahead, dog. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out what James is really trying to equate. Is he equating that the citizens in Jamaica aren't being paid, so that's why the crime is the way it is? 
is is that what James? That was just you know, in just a summary, James. Just a no, summary. What no, what I'm saying is that is that most people, when you talk about crime, most people say the symptom. It's the crime is a symptom of poverty, right? So I'm saying like we're not going to blame the music, um, we, the the, the culture, or whatever. We're going to say okay. We're going to use the benefit of the doubt as government, as people, or whatever, and said like if these people, um, could find livable um wages in, in in jamaica then they would not be committing crime so what all i'm saying is that one era okay. where they could start one era where they could start and do like a, a sort of a feasibility study is in the hospitality industry where you don't have workers going into work and to to, to pamper people and then they're leaving going home hungry and then you could do a research and look in there and say if we're paying these people more does it make a difference you know, and, and go and go from there. So, James, for me, crime just doesn't stem from people having lack of. I really think that some people are just like bred to be criminals or they have the mindset of being criminals because I think some criminals are very intelligent. And if they wanted to actually have a real job, they would. So I wouldn't put it all, for me, I wouldn't put it all on what so, you're saying right now. Sorry, Jivay, can I ask okay. something then? Sure. Why, do, why, why did black people get upset when um, there was this remark then that um, black people have um, a criminal gene in them? Because it seemed like if, if it's not from poverty or from our environment... I've never heard like people, that saying, so I would have yeah, to no, there was a there, there was a in, There was an uproar in the, in the States... Oh, Some really? Years ago First, when, I'm hearing yeah, that one too. When when they were saying that um, black people are innate to to certain type of being, like it's in their DNA. It's not I, environmental. I, it's, it's it's just what, a part of them. When was, was it up for James? When was I think that there's no specific. You, you can't just pinpoint one thing to say why crime is one way. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. All right. I'm uh, sorry, Fabian. Okay. Uh, yeah, Fabian, and then Rosolo. No, ladies first hit me all the time. Now. Get you <laughs> I should have known you. I, I should have known you were gonna say that, Fabian. I should have known. Go ahead. No, um, Fabian. I'm 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 really good. My mom says sometimes I need to be quiet. So I'm gonna go ahead and mute my mic. Go ahead, Fabian. Go ahead. <laughs> you just had to spoil my street right there. <laughs> Always. There's a first for everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought I thought we were good. We are, we are, we are. I thought we were very people. good. I am confident that what you're going to say is probably something similar to what I would have said. So let's go. Go for it. <laughs> go ahead, well, Fabian. A things here. Yeah, a couple of things here. Uh, James, my brother, we cannot use anything. Bermuda, let, let me tell you something. Nobody that has a child can tell me about parenting. Okay? Number one. Bermuda cannot tell Jamaica anything about, about fighting crime. Okay? Because it's apples and oranges to me. Show me a model where these people have had really bad crime and they have navigated their way out of it. Uh, then I will listen. But Bermuda, I've been there. It's near paradise. I mean, it, it's, it's, them can't tell me nothing. So we have to look somewhere else for that. As far as crime, yes, every race going to have just individuals that, them, as you said, they must grow up, they must have that bad gene out of them, that them going... You know, and some of the most brilliant people happen to be criminals. That is just fact, you know. But I think we can maybe look at, uh, I don't think how we tip and all that, I don't think that is go even going to really make any kind of dent 
into the crime. I do think, however, that maybe um, I don't know what the trade uh, training skills tr down there in Jamaica, what it looks like now, what's the accessibility of it, what's the funding. But that is something that I definitely would like to look into and see, um, you know, what kind of skills training is, is going on in Jamaica and uh, who, are at, who has access to it. And if they could probably bring on a sponsor because uh, we done government to do all this, maybe a sponsor somehow. What the sponsor would want in return is another question. But skill training is something I definitely look into and see uh, how how that is working down there. But I'm done. Thank you. All right. So Fabian, thank you. Uh, at the top of the page, at the top of the page here in Clubhouse, I've put the link: tourism, gastronomy, gastronomy, hotel business, Jamaica salaries. So um, I'm looking at some job functions and the pay scale now i'm not saying that the low end of the scale is a livable wage i really don't know because i don't if, if you're a single person living on your own it may not be livable if you're if it's six say i live in a house it might very well be livable if you know how to pool your resources right accommodation manager um starting anywhere from 80,000 to 222,000. Click on the link and you'll see a range. You see assistant cook from 51,000 to 120,000. Bartender, booking agent, um, catering manager, chambermaid, 58,000 up to 118,000. Um, kitchen helper, 55,000 up to 119,000. I'm trying to look for the lower end um, jobs, right? to see so of course if you're fresh on the market you're not going to get top salary it not gonna happen in a no industry does it happen where you're fresh in the job first time on the job first time doing this particular type of job even if you were trained in college or in high school whatever they're not gonna give you the top of the scale pay so and it doesn't happen anywhere in the world if it happened anywhere let me know because i want to go there right you have to work your way up and that is why they have um pay scales based on your experience based on your tenure based on your position everybody will not make the same pay that are facts okay the next thing so, <laughs> go ahead james okay let, let me give you an example okay i i work i work at the jamaica pegasus for um over 10 years right um before I left, I was at the top scale, um, not management, but in terms of like regular staff. Like I was like right at the top where above me was like supervisor and manager, general manager. So when I left, I was early 20s. So considering that was good money for me, considered to be good money, right? When I, le when I decided to leave Jamaica and to go to Bermuda, I, when I was working at Pegasus, I didn't take vacation. At, back then, you could do that. I didn't take vacation for like about seven years. So I saved everything. I went to Bermuda and worked for six months to try it out. And what I made in Bermuda um, for one month was literally eight times. When I did the calculation, was eight times more than what I was working in Jamaica per month but you can't compare to, the two james no no but that's what i'm saying i'm saying that when you compare all the islands we're, we're not even going to use north america we're using the caribbean when you compare all the islands in terms of the the, the, the wages that 
um, hotel workers made make in, in those islands. Jamaica is at the bottom, and Jamaica provides some of the best like service and facilities in the Caribbean. But Jamaica is at the bottom, and that's all I'm saying. I'm saying it, you should not, you should not have a. You go to Jamaica like Pegasus right now. You, you go and you see a room for like five hundred dollars US per per day, and you you have workers that are making less than a hundred dollars per day working there. That should not be happening. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Okay. I have something to say yeah. I, because I'm I'm sorry. I know I don't listen all the time. I just want to make sure I'm not losing my mind. My understanding is that we're trying to address how we can what we can do as individuals to address the crime issue in Jamaica. Yeah. That was that was a question. Yeah. Okay, so my question is because I'm hearing a lot about, about the hospitality industry. Was it said that I missed something where it was said that a lot of the crime was um being committed by the in, um individuals working in the hospi uh, hospitality industry? Did I miss that part? No, that wasn't said. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we're just okay, so we're just be okay. All right, I'm so sorry. I just had to get so okay. No, so okay. no, the, sorry. The reason why the reason why that came up was because the tourism minister was talking about addressing crime, and I was just um, explaining to moments that there was a manifesto that was given that back in the in the eighties that the the government could have used to address even on the north coast, and and that was way before Montego Bay became the crime capital of Jamaica. So that's where the whole link between hospitality and 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 the whole crime thing. Okay. Okay. At the end, but of, go ahead, Marvin. My, go ahead. But a crime, in, I mean, you're going to always have crime, regardless of what you do. Wherever you go in the world, crime going to be there. But I believe if a parent know your child is out there doing something or a family member, I know it's a very hard pill to swallow, but we need to start turning them in. That's the only way we can solve crime in Jamaica. We have to, the, the, the neighborhood have to start turning these pit, these people who's committed these crimes. Because as the, I was listening to you and as the guy said they need help, they do need help. The police can't do it alone because we keep hiding these criminals. We are our own problem. We keep hiding them. So I'm not going to blame the government. I'm not going to blame the hotel. Because at the end of the day, James, we can sit here and blame everybody. But we need to start blaming ourselves. There's jobs there. I understand they might not pay enough. But I guarantee you, if you're making $100,000 a month, you have to make it work. It's just like the U.S. You make a certain amount of money, you have to make it work. You have to cut back on a lot of things. We have to start to live within our means. A lot of Jamaicans live above their means because they love to show off. So we have to learn to cut back. Okay, they're not paying me the $200,000 we're supposed to make. I'm making a hundred. Well, you have to cut back and start telling your friends, yeah, I can't go out every weekend, once a month, because I have responsibilities. I have things to take care of. We need to step up and stop waiting on government and waiting on police to, and we have to do for ourselves because it's our opportunity and it's our business to take care of ourselves and our family but we need to start turning in these criminals because if one of my sons decide to become a criminal 
and killing people, you know I'm going to either I'm going to kill him myself, I'm going to turn him in one of the two, because he's not going to go to terrorize the whole community and sit me here in my house, and I'm not going to take his money when I know he got they stealing it from somebody else. So we need to get some backbone in Jamaica and start turning in these criminals and stop taking the money from them who got their rob the businessman them who work for their money and a card can give me. It's wrong. No matter how we look at it, we every one of us have criminal in us. We all one way or the other have teeth in our way. <laughs> but and use it. We all have a wicked streak in us. Everyone we have it. We don't care where you come from a part of the world, we are have it in our way. It's how you deal with it and how you control it. So we are we have to start dealing with ourselves and start taking accountable for a lot of stuff we do with other people. That's it. Starts at home. Marlon, Marlon. You do not think by us suddenly turning in people is going to lead to more retribution killings? Actually, I don't think so. Why not? Because I believe once we start turning in people, yes, it might start off possibly a little bit. Let me not say, let me rephrase that. Maybe a little bit, but when people realize that, okay, I see um, Prezi doing something to somebody. I turn them in. The president might send somebody to hurt me, but if the trend keep going on, like I, you know, yeah, they might they might come and kill me. But my my son might say, you know what? I'm gonna see who killed my dad, and turn in the person who did it to my dad. Uh, we just keep going. Eventually, the community have to. I believe the community can can. I don't know. I'm trying to phrase it the best yeah. way. I, I think know. I know what you're saying, Mar. If every, if it might start out that way, Fabian, where there may be retribution. However, if everybody stands up in the community and pushes back, and these criminals have nowhere to turn, nowhere to run to, because nobody is putting them up and hiding them, they will. It will, in some way, force them to rethink what they're doing. I, I get the I get I get I get the concept. Um, I do. It, it, it's I guess it's putting it in. Um, I guess um, like you know, for it to be practical in a sense. Given uh, it's a given type of climate that Jamaica has, right? Um, where you know we all know the scene, you know, in farmer for dead. So you're having that high climate which is still existence to this very day. Right, and let's say, you know, as you were saying, more than that, you know, you have a cousin where you hear him commit a crime and, you know, you decide that you're going to turn him in. And let's say, you know, you, 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 you pretty much did it anonymously. But, you know, Jamaica is, 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 is very small and word travel very fast, regardless. So it's like, one, I think it would also have to create a level of trust, right? So, in the sense whereby, when you're turning whosoever in, and say, for example, you're fear for your life, you know, you're also confident or you also have the assurance that, you know, when you turn this individual in, your life is not going to be, you know, at stake. It's like here in the U.S. when, you know, you're turning in like somebody, of, you know, like a high 
level, you know, criminal criminal um, element or whatever. You know, they have this thing what they call what they call it. Um, uh, what is it? Protective. What, what they call it? Protective custody or something. Protective like. custody. Correct. 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 That's it. Protective custody where you know you possibly can you know change change your identity move start start life somewhere else right jamaica don't necessarily have that so it's like you go turn a criminal in now right you have to go face whosoever you know especially if it's from a community you have to uh, then know. hold that thought Prezi. hold that thought i do have to wrap up online bear with me one moment here i got way over time and I do have to cut off by one o'clock. So bear with me. Let me do the on-air wrap-up, please. I do apologize. And let's see if you see me talk too much. We'll have the chat talking, talking. I'll go on too long. <laughs> Hold on, folks. I'll be right back. Anyway, me go, you know me no fi do me thing. Whining at the dance, on a back me just a fling. Sexy when me wind up, have me to eat them a fling. Make me cool on the ice like a little penguin. Bend me back and shake it up right there, so me no care. Bump around a back, so me flash and shake me ear. In a dance, me no care. All me close, me tear. We cool down and leave all pan the ice like cola beer. Thank you to all of our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone who listened online on JanoRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com for quality music to get you through your day. And remember to take us on the go with you. Jano Radio. Download the app. It is available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio. J-A-H-K-N-O. And a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news, and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and you can also find me on tiktok moments with me media and the me in everything is mi have a wonderful day everyone see you tomorrow morning 9 a.m eastern tomorrow we go live on futurefm.net and futurefm 98.9 in the bronx mount vernon and westchester clubhouse i'll be right back with you